Right, firstly, I would like everybody to know that you are loved. Know that you are loved. <laughs> Welcome back to the best thing you watch this week. We've got Chris from Movies and Munchies. I'm loving Chris's spiky hair. I got Ribbon. That's me. I got myself from the Ruby Tuesday. Today we're going to talk more Halloween-y things. General run is similar. If you're first time, we do a pop quiz of movies. We talk about a question um, that is in the zeitgeist of entertainment. Then we talk about the best thing we watch. Then we're going to talk about some Halloween stuff. Then in the audio exclusive content, wherever you listen to audio podcasts, we talk about a film we haven't seen for a while or didn't quite make that trend or cuts and then uh entertainment news and what we're looking forward to and then the patreon which starts at just one pound uh we are talking about the three halloween movies this week that we have to watch for every halloween year like i'm sure they swap out but most years there'll be a selection of films that you want to watch that's what we're going to be talking about we have i think just under 10 patreons now that are with us which is very cool uh, we've got a good bunch of people there that are in a different tiers, you know, movie beard, which means you can choose what film that you want us to recover, recover, cover in like the month, TV beard, TV series. Things. And uh, they, you know, there's different tiers for things that you might like a little bit more input in or get us to do like Fro, who's been on with us for a number of times because he's on movie, he's on Godbeard, which gets to be with us. But the first tier starts free some stuff is outside of the the payment but then you can just start for one pound which is about a dollar fifty and you know that like you know might help us pay for a cup of coffee a slice of cheesecake some uh blood who knows what, where do you think I, I get this blood you? from <laughs> this blood isn't cheap I need I need some orange juice. <laughs> I need some orange juice after I've lost this much blood, dude. And a cookie. <laughs> and a cookie. Seymour. Oh, All right, so let's get stuck in. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> oh, dude, I got to go watch that again now. I it's love it. It's such a good film. It's been years, oh, actually. I really need to watch it. Yeah, it's, yeah, outstanding. All right, well, I drink from my mug that is all the way from... Uh, Disneyland in the US. Uh, why don't you tell us about the quiz or who won last week, Chris, and uh, perhaps you have some more? I, I do have more. Uh, apparently, maybe I got a little vague, um, which is not going to help anybody this week, but uh, Elijah Talbot and Tara Briscoe uh, got the right answers for last week's quiz, which was the Muppet movie, mm -hmm. My Blue Heaven, mm -hmm. and Three Amigos. Yeah, I got none of these. R really yeah i thought you were gonna get three amigos it, like it looked like it clicked in yeah there I, was... I, I recognized it but i haven't mm. seen the three amigos for like 15 years so okay. it's like yeah yeah that makes sense well mm. so the common tie within that was steve martin yeah of course uh, the legendary yeah. dude yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely this week three more you ready mm -hmm. <clears throat> all right all righty, babes, let's head upstairs and get the blood of the innocent. <laughs> nice. I just wasn't expecting that, but it kind of makes sense on, on theme for Halloween. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. My mother used to say that not one raindrop ever thought it caused the flood. I now know what she meant by that. Hmm. Never bring a spork to a gunfight. 
Okay, great. Uh, all really interesting. Like vaguely there, like my files are like going, oh, what the hell is this? <laughs> I wanted to do one still within the theme, but almost all of the lines that this character utters are like filled with profanity. All right. And so I, just, <laughs> I didn't cool. want to, to get as demonetized right from the very right beginning, the beginning by YouTube. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Let us know in the comments, uh, give a little bit of space so that, uh, everybody has the opportunity to guess Ruben. Um, you have a question this week. I know. Um, I do, but it's not my question. It's your, one of your family members. I'm going to let you ask it. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was great, but I don't want to get it wrong. Well, I'm not sure you can get it wrong, but um, (laughs) no. So we background, we were having dinner. Uh, My daughter-in-law, I don't remember, we were talking, okay, stream of consciousness. We were talking about pineapple because one of, we were at dinner and one of, um, I think it was my wife got a, this teriyaki chicken um, sandwich that had grilled pineapple on it. Interesting. So my youngest was like, oh, and starts talking about how he makes sandwiches and how he grills the, the pineapple and everything and just going back and forth. And it gets all detailed and I don't like pineapple <laughs> and cause it just, it messes with my mouth. Okay. And, um, and so I was like, well, why not just do banana? And which led us into is the banana shell called a peel all the time or only once it has actually been peeled so this is again interesting uh, i think i only know is the banana peel from american tv because we call it banana skin <laughs> oh really yeah okay well see that's even more interesting then because it <laughs> which i think is uh creepier oh yeah 100 percent uh, I mean, that's because that implies, even though it isn't a live thing <laughs> no, because it was don't growing. Me, I'm sorry. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I remember on, um, uh, what warm bodies where he's narrating and he's telling all the different things and the bonies, they're like how they start out and they're scratching and everything. And it just peels off the uh. skin. And he's like, no, no, don't you're making that worse. Don't. Okay. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> oh, uh-uh. so, oh gosh, that's. Mm, I mean, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> Skin. <laughs> All right. So let us know in the comments what you would class it like when it's on and when it's off, I guess. I, well, yeah. Well, is it always a peel or skin or is it, do you, do you de-glove the. <laughs> do you eat the banana. the banana with the skin on? Are you one of those few people that do? I don't think the shell is good for you. Uh, in which case, I think uh, you're probably an alien. Have you ever seen K-Pax? Yes, long, 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 long time ago. Because <laughs> I always remember that scene, you know, where he eats or does the he banana. just eat the skin oh, on? Yeah. See, I don't remember that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, even even monkeys that are characteristically tied to eating bananas, you know what I mean? Like the animal <laughs> that we always think of, they yeah. peel it too. You know, they take it off and shuck it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. There's a different thing. Anyway. Enough nonsense. Okay. Enough nonsense. Okay. What's on your shirt, Chris? Oh, uh, it's The Sound of Letting Go from All Time Low. Uh, last week, my youngest and I went into San Francisco mm. to um, see the pop punk band. And nice. um, there were two other uh, openers. One of them, oh, poo, Lauren. 
I'll have to look it up. Mm. Um, <clears throat> she was outstanding. It's like she's a um, like Gwen Stefani and what did I say? Something else. Like this mixture. Uh, she's British. She's from oh. the UK. Okay. And um, which she came out and it was just like it was a little bit of a rough start. She's just a brand new artist. Mm. And then she found her groove really quickly and holy crap, she was fun. I mean, wow. she kind of raps a little bit. She sings. It's pop punk. Also, it was so good. Um, nice. And Definitely then, yeah. send me the, when you find out. I, I will. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, actually let me look it up right now. just so I can. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, I'll talk about music as well. Uh, there's a, an artist on YouTube called Ren. He just released his second album called Sick Boy, which is B-O-I. And basically it's his journey from autoimmune disease that he's dealing with in his life and the loss of like a best friend who killed himself. And it's this oh. all in his album. Uh, but the, the unique thing about Ren is that uh, he hasn't gone with a label. He's all produced and created himself and he's, you know, his fellow friends and so he hasn't signed up with anybody he's just promoting via youtube facebook instagram twitter all that and mm. yesterday um there was a new rick astley album that was going into the charts uh, for some reason which was coming in at number one but sick boy uh took the place for his new album just came in at number one in the uk uh charts uh, as an album which is really unique for somebody that hasn't been signed that refuses to be signed that's dealing with autoimmune disease he's jumping uh to canada and back where he's having like specialized um, treatment treatment mm -hmm. and then dealing with like the, his friend and stuff then really kind of promoting talking about uh depression and things for young men i tell you what though the music is incredible because it's 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 lyrically story lyrical story so he will rap and use all sorts of music mechanics to tell a story. And often he will do like this, this inner monologue of like your deeper, darker side or your demon side. So you'll be like fighting with himself. Like, oh, I should do this. My music's doing really well. And then you'll be like, no, who cares about you? You've been self, you know. So it's like this battle of minds. And it's just so powerful. Uh, when I was going through a, a darker time, a few months ago, I started listening to his music and I was just like exactly what I needed because it's nice to know that you're not alone in that sort mm -hmm. of thing. And it just hit the nail on the head. So I've ordered myself a, the vinyl of his that's mm -hmm. coming so I can have that on record. But yeah, I highly nice. recommend it. It's not happy music, but it's real music. So I'll be like, okay. maybe have a, a mixture of other stuff in there. Incredibly performed, very talented. But yeah, I'm so happy for Ren sweet mm. um okay i found it her name is lauren hibbard mm. but her first name is not spelled how you know you would think it's like laura l-a-u-r-a-n yeah. lauren and then hibbard h-i-b-b-e-r-d uh up and coming she was a lot of fun uh, but all time low they put on a just a spectacular show from visuals music just a lot of fun and so nice oh, i love finding new music like that that's so cool yeah. Actually, in the comments, why don't you let us now, now, know now, now um, who are your favorite, yeah, right now, 
who are your favorite artists that you've just come across that's maybe new to you sharing the love for the world of music because that's something we haven't talked too much about mm -hmm. on uh, which is you know definitely entertainment and what you can do with music now is so cool so maybe you've come across an artist that you just think is phenomenal let's give each other some lists in the comments that'd be really cool to find some new music that way yeah oh yeah absolutely i am wearing electric pikachu which is a it's a hybrid of an anime um a demon slayer i think and oh. uh yeah so so it's pikachu with this it, the character in the anime he is super powerful when he's asleep because he's got narcolepsy which <laughs> 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 is just a genius i love it so much yeah. that seems kind of useless um <laughs> yeah so he, he, he's like he, he's like come on please sleep please sleep they really need you right now <laughs> yeah Oh, uh, anyway, let's jump into the best thing we watched this week. Cool. Uh, I think I'm going to have a lot more than you this week, so I'm going to start if that's okay. Perfect. I'm going to do uh, my digital release <laughs> oh. reviews because what happens in the UK, at least, is that there'll be these big titles and they all seem to have a very close release date. Mm. And then occasionally the studios will send us either like digital formats or physical copies and they'll be like, can you talk about it? And I will only talk about it if I really enjoy the, the film because I'm not just uh, going to talk about stuff for the sake of it. However, on Monday, um, Barbie comes out on oh, 4K. Oh, shut up. 4K. Yeah. And I mean, Barbie's awesome anyway. I've seen it a couple of times. We're going to watch it again tonight uh, because our mother-in-law is over from New Zealand. And it. I'm looking forward to, because she's in her 70s, early 70s. I'm mm. interested to see that demographic of, you know, because my wife, she had a very different experience to me watching the film. I loved it, but sure. her perspective of talking about the different um, Barbies that she used to play with. So it's very interesting coming from different perspectives of, of the worlds of Barbie. What's great is about it, there's six different uh, special feature presentations. And one is the making of. One is uh, walking into Barbie land. So you, they literally take you into like Barbie's oh. room and they show you like what, like how the plastic works. Uh, one of the most ridiculous things I saw was when Ken is sliding down the slide, mm -hmm. uh, he had to be hooked in. And I was just like, what? The safety is so over the top because it's just the slide of him going around, but he's literally strapped in. Um, <laughs> it's like, what? Dude, I laughed so what? hard. I was like, come on. I mean, there must be a reason for it, but. I thought, I thought it was really, really funny. As children born in the seventies who then slid down <laughs> like metal slides that mm -hmm. had been baking in the sun all baking day. Baking in the we sun. Had, we had those spinny skin. things. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You know, we had those spinny things where it was the goal to see how far you could throw your friends off of it because of you spinning it so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was, that was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but there's a number of other uh, special features as well that they go into. One particular one of my favorite, uh, where they show how they made the Ken song and oh. how the idea, because they had the Ken song, but then they had this idea of doing the battle sequence. Uh, I'm I'm just Ken. Mm -hmm. um, and so they had to make it much longer, the Ken song, so they already had it. And what was interesting to me, just like a little bits of information that you find out when they're talking about how they made it is that the slow-mo sequence when they're you know the, the two 
two clans uh, two sides of the clans are clashing and it's all slow-mo and it's just chaos everywhere those are actors all of them everybody are actually acting in slow-mo they haven't slowed it down <laughs> oh my gosh that's Which awesome makes it even better and <laughs> and then the transitioning to the dream sequence where they're all uh dancing that mm -hmm. whole thing, they had one day to film. So they had to get the moves right, the dancing right, and they all nailed it in one day and got it and cut it. So that's wow. why I love special features of this stuff. So it's in 4K, you get a nice slipcase. I've put it somewhere. As is like, yeah, this is awesome. It's definitely one you want to have to own. I, I probably will put on Barbie, you know, once a year or maybe once every two years, just kind of going back to, I mean, I just want to watch the, the, yeah. the song on loop, but there are moments oh in gosh. it that really resonate and are really funny. Um, did you, okay, yeah. did you see on, uh, there was some things going around on social media where it was being reported that the studios didn't actually want Ken's song. Like Greta Gerwig had to fight for it. Really? Yeah. That would have... It, it, Changed the it, whole perception of the film of totally. The then it, the people moaning about the the film saying it's all about hating on men sort of thing would have been justified. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This Interesting take, yeah, I, and horrible. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, the, the studio execs, you just need to sign the checks and shut up. Yeah, um, let the creators it, do their thing, man. Yeah. And speaking of that, the the um, SAG and AFTRA, SAG-AFTRA, uh, strike yeah. is still going on because the studios refuse to pay their actors. Yep, I've so, seen just so many uh, threads on X this week about like just what's going on, and because the one is kind of dealt with, it's kind of gone the into WGA, the background. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's wrong because now we know that they're just going to try and pull the wool over our, over our eyes, mm -hmm. which is why I'm glad they've been very loud about it. Yeah, absolutely. So as your reminder, just support the actors. Yeah. Um, an actor's killed there because um, not cool. Second one that's coming out on Monday. Uh, this may oh. be out for you already, but it's coming out here on on Monday on Blu-ray. I love that movie so much, and <laughs> it's one that I can't bring myself to watch with my mother-in-law <laughs> for many reasons. That's that's probably a good thing. <laughs> this yeah. is one of the raunchiest comedies from the same minds of Hangover. Um. But the casting and the special features and the Blu-ray, there's a bunch. Like, if you thought mm. Barbie was good, there is a lot. Uh, a Grand Adventure, Making Joyride, uh, Adele Lim, Director, A Siren Call to Hollywood, A Place of Joy. R is for representation, not R-rated. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, Never Too Much, a, a Comedic Love Fest, WAP Sing Along. WAP solo oh, cast geography. That's that sing along from WAP. That that's worth owning this alone for. J just one, alone, yeah. Just yeah. like okay, oh. you had me. So I watched some of the the special features, and man, I was just like, yeah, these guys are so good at what they do. I'm definitely going to give it a go again because when I watched it originally, I think I was in the mood and didn't mm. appreciate it for what it was. But often is the case with me when I watch the special features. I appreciate the film so much more and then I go back and watch it and go, yeah, this is excellent. What am I talking about? So going to do that. And then the third one, I don't have a physical copy for, unfortunately, on Monday. Or if you own a PS5 and you have Sony 
their new cinema released section because they've just started this new Sony mm. thing. You can now go buy uh, Gran Turismo on digital on there, which is thirteen ninety nine. I think you guys might have had it for a couple of weeks already. I don't know, but I, I got either. to watch yeah. it. Uh, finally, Neil Blomkamp is like one of my favorite directors ever. And I think it's when it started, I wasn't sure. I was like, mm, mm. I'm not sure this is working. But man alive, there's a moment that clicks that that's emotional, like a gut punch. And I was like, oh, I'm invested now. <laughs> and from that point on, I was like, this is great. Uh, very interesting on the special features. If you find out how they made the the filming, because they actually use those cars, those uh, supercars. And because mm -hmm. the, the stunt driver who He's is the, the actual guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they had a, a very special camera. There's only one camera available now that can actually shoot through the, the canopy of the cars because of that special lens that they have mm. the cars for. Like if they crash and break, you need to be able to see through, but also not kill you when it breaks. So it's only one camera in existence at the moment that can actually fill it. And they were, that was like the most thing they could just talk about is like how amazing this wow. camera is, which is quite funny seeing every like cast members, the director, the they was like, this camera is amazing. I was like, are you guys getting <laughs> sponsored by this camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we talk about it enough, they'll make more. <laughs> yeah. But the film, I was so surprised at how much heart it had. And I think that came down to the, the simple premise of the story, the father and son not seeing mm -hmm. eye to eye what he wants. You know, my son, uh, my eldest uh, Samuel, used to play for hours and hours uh, stuff like Destiny. And he got so good, like like professionally. And there, I think there was a, like a point where he could, Go and like try and do it for an esport, but of course it didn't get as popular as Halo or something. So, um, but I, I really like I resonated with the story. It's like yeah, that's very real. And then to find out it's a true story, and one of the greatest things about the movie is apart from being emotionally resonant and the filming being Im immaculate, I think when you get to those credit moments, they're showing you like like the actual um, the the actual drivers. They're showing you like those moments at the end which just show how true to the story it was. Mm -hmm. um, obviously embellished somewhat, but like sure. what they could do and how they did it and why they're telling the story. I think for all gamers out there and parents, you kind of need to shut up now because look what's possible. They love it enough. Uh, <laughs> how many times have you had or heard the conversation of, uh, yes, that's nice, but you need a degree or something, a trade to fall back on? Right. Yeah, it's it's a real conversation when you're a parent. You're like, yeah, yeah. But also you as a parent, you want your kids to follow their dreams as well. Well, and the whole world, too, is a it's within a new economy, right? Mm. That it's not th it's there not are the no same. more like yeah. our grandparents had where they get one job. Yeah, they retire from that and have their pension for that. That that barely ever exists anymore. I mean, no. And so often people have or they're trying so many things or have six different businesses and yeah. you know everybody's an entrepreneur of some kind yeah i remember uh my oldest was doing um working at a comic-con locally mm. and they did they did comic-cons out throughout the country and it was at uh he was in school and um you know, but but the opportunity they they were discussing on whether or not they were going to take some members from the team in our town, hire them to travel throughout, 
you know, and so I remember us having a discussion because he had a blast and I mean, he was like a, a super good manager. And so he was working, um, with a lot of the artists to transport them, to make sure that they had what they needed, you know, just doing really well and keeping the, um, like things on time and all, all that, regardless, we, we, we had a big discussion because it's like, well, if they offer you this job, I mean, yeah, you're in school, mm. you know, you're pursuing this, but you're good at this also. And so yeah, you, that's, are you going to get another opportunity like this? You know what? Screw it. If, if they offer it to you and it is something that you want to do, you know, cause you get to travel some, you get to see all these things, you get to know these artists, uh, these actors and everything even better, uh, then do it. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll figure out school. You can come back and go to school. That has nothing to do with it. it unfortunately, sure. the, the, the Comic-Con uh, organization that was putting it, it's not actually comic con, but it was, you know, one of those conventions, they, they decided to just hire out locals in each city. Um, Ugh. which I, I mean, I understand to one degree, but also you have to then train each person every single time versus yeah. just grabbing somebody and someone that knows already. Yeah. So yes. that's more beneficial anyway. Yeah. So that's, that would have been perfect, but mm -hmm. that's the idea around that balance of allowing your kids to pursue their dreams, yeah. but also be equipped for life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So what is, um, on first on the best thing you watch this week? Know you are loved. That's not the title of it. Oh, thanks, um, man. yeah, well, Hey, you know, um, which actually is probably not the best thing to say because of what we find out <laughs> throughout the series, but it's Netflix's limited, limited series, uh, bodies. Mm. Um, you know, it, it shares similarities with dark, um, <laughs> which it's not nearly as good as dark. It's not mm -hmm. nearly as complex. I think it's, it's more straightforward, but there are some head scratching moments in this because we have four different time periods. Yeah. Four different time periods where a dead body appears just out of nowhere in a, um, in an alleyway, except the catch is. It's the same alleyway in each of the years, which are separated by decades. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, did I, yeah, same body, same, um, same alleyway, same wounds, same tattoo. everything. Y yeah. It's, yeah. It, and so that becomes then this big mystery of how is first, how is that possible? Yeah. Um, you know, and then we watch the mystery play out in each of the timelines because they, you know, they have to figure out just the mystery within their own because they don't know it's connected to, to other times mm. and then revelations happen. And that's when it just starts to get kind of crazy and you're like, wait, 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 okay, wait a minute. <laughs> and, you know, we're introduced to certain characters and they have, they have decisions that they make or motivations mm. that influence in ways that are somewhat unexpected yeah. for a lot. And then, you know, some of them I'm like, well, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> because it was like, oh, when you put that together, you know, especially as you get towards the last two episodes where everything is starting to really culminate mm. and, um, you know, all of those pieces now are falling in. I think you, you, you could have, we've been given a lot of the answers prior to that, mm. But this is where we watch them play out and it just, it, it starts to grow in intensity and urgency and just like this momentum, like, oh, going, going, going. Um, 
for me, it was a satisfying ending. Um, I know that you really? you had said in your review, no, <laughs> um, you didn't like the last like minute frame, literally last of, minute. Yeah, yeah. I I I like it because of the ambiguity that it serves because it answers a specific part within um, uh, in the lore. In the rules, uh, maybe that they maybe have you understood it more than we did because when we sat there and we watched it and we got to that last minute, we went, "How? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't follow the rules that you've already established." And also, who the hell is giving you the tattoos? Why is going through time giving you tattoos? That doesn't make sense. Well, did you do you see the? Uh, so they have this uh, this like it looks like a Roman numeral three mm. with yeah, a no, slash no, through slash it. Through so it's it, like yeah. It's not quite five because um, yeah. there's not five lines. But <laughs> anyway, it's like it's like a Roman numeral five if you just rever- re- erased one of the vertical lines. Mm-hmm. Um, th- well, if you notice in the um, and this isn't a spoiler because it is about um, the whole series is about time travel and just the yeah, time yeah. time thing. It makes when sense, yeah. when the um, the singularity, whatever you want to call that, goes, you mm-hmm. see the design in it. Oh yeah, it's it's clear. It's no. like it's th- there's Dude, pink. I had going this on, on a around. projector. <laughs> well, it's then the maybe you should watch it on a TV. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, and that's what it did. It was a process so of going. Why does it imprint on your wrist? Oh. I don't. I, that, Is it sentient? N- no, I think it was just. It's a as a result. It just appears as going yeah, because I, you went I, through I don't this. Buy that. Because <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah. Why did it choose the side of your arm? Like just there why not on the back of your head like a barcode well, on your forehead or? That, i think it could have they just chose that because it makes it easier mm. um when when a body is laying to instantly see it versus oh yeah for sure like like c- cinematically for sure yeah I, exactly I get yeah why it's there there were just like there were moments like that like well, why does one person <laughs> go through time a number of times and others don't how can somebody go one small amount of time and the others not like there are moments that i was just like if i thought about it too long for me i think i could pull it apart whereas with dark once i'd seen all three seasons I was like, yeah, that is so well connected that I, I get how each piece fits in here. This one, I feel like I need another watch to maybe see if they do. There was a... The thing for me is how do they choose which time? Mm. You know what I mean? Because there was no dials that we saw because no. it was it was something that just existed that, they, that somebody figured out. Yeah. The, and in part it, of that, it looked like when she jumped, you would Im- because of something that happened. One person was in multiple times, and then yes. one person would go. But that doesn't mean th- that that same thing was happening to them. So how were they able then to travel again? If that makes sense, like that one person that was in a past timeline shouldn't have been able to travel forward into another timeline with that same body. I don't think anybody ever traveled forward though. The okay, well, we're getting to spoiler territory, okay. so we'll talk about it off. off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's it's eight episodes. Uh, there are some. I, I think that the series could have been an episode shorter. Yeah. Because there were there were a lot of repetitious moments. One hundred percent. Yeah. It. You know, I think it could have been six. It's 
it's the Netflix six works good for pacing. And I feel like they showed us too many scenes repeatedly, like the same thing again. Not only did they just do that in episode seven, they did a little bit in episode eight. And I think it was five. We got some, they were showing us from another person's perspective, seeing the same moment sort of thing. But I don't think we always knew that almost felt like a bit of spoon feeding. Yes. I did like the, I liked in episode seven, even though it was repetitious and it was a lot of what we had already witnessed, hmm. I liked I liked seeing how it set up um, more of the motivations and more of the the scheming that went on. Because I mean, I guess when you look at it, there's also differences because th things are changing. And so even though you're yeah. looking at it from a different perspective, there were slight changes or how it had affected those moments. So it does kind of yeah. make sense. I get it. I just did feel drawn out. Yeah, there was there was a part of of one of the relationships that it it didn't add anything to the story because we the relationship was already established mm. and so it was just this drawn out scene just because. Yeah. And it like and there were there were moments throughout a lot of these where it's just like I don't think you need that because we already understand Mm. And we've been shown you've adequately given okay. us, you know, the emotional ties there. So it, it is based on a graphic novel. And uh, I went scouring the internet to, to see mm -hmm. people talking about the graphic novel yeah. compared to the um, Netflix series. And what's interesting is it's, this adaptation is not more confusing. The graphic novel was more confusing and the ending is even really? more amb ambigu ambiguous. Yeah, ambiguous. ambiguous. Yeah, <laughs> ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on where you put the emphasis of the syllable. That's that's interesting because that's not typically the case. No. So Normally, thought, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, okay. Uh, it makes me more happy than that I've watched the series and not the. Um, I agree, and I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. I mean, I sound like I'm coming down really hard in it, but visually, it's spectacular. Mm. Like, it looks so good. Every time every uh, set that they had looks the same in the street but so visually accurate makes you it, it places you in that zone and then you get the four main protagonists that act you know acting there uh, as english would say you're acting your tits off um <laughs> which is <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh yeah no very very great monologues it makes you think is a little bit preachy but not so much so that you feel like you're getting slapped in the face it just has remember that society is going this way and everybody will be watching this like yeah totally see that happening um the future i wasn't quite sold on i okay. i don't think it would be that nice and neat and clean also our main character from the future um Shira Haas. Yeah, we know little about her. I would have liked some more background story with Agreed. her. Uh, I just, I really like her acting and she was such an interesting character. So please let me know a little bit about, more about her mindset. I see what, as why she makes certain decisions first on. Because mm. I was like, really? Um, it's a little bit Demolition Man, that future. Yeah, time. yeah, mm. yeah. Have you seen, um, this is a tangent because that's what we do. Um, <laughs> have you seen Unorthodox? It's a limited series on oh, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Th that's Shira Haas also. Oh, she's she's Which, a great actress. You know, yeah. she has her head yeah. shaved. Oh my gosh, it was such a, a depressing phenomenal. Seriously. Yes, but <laughs> yes, both. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, I liked in in bodies mm. how the grain 
at the earliest time oh, yeah. was very, very noticeable. Almost like film reel. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it slowly got less and less as we went to the future to mm. when when we're in the in 2053 timeline, it's pretty much non-existent looking more digital yeah. than anything. I just thought, you know what, the, the, this is not something that everybody's going to notice. But for me, it was like, oh, that's, that's a really that's great cool. attention yeah. to detail right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy who obviously plays the bad guy, I thought yes. he acted really well. And if you think about it, he had to play that bad guy in different times. Yeah. Um, and I, I just thought he did so well with, and even the motivation behind it. Like, uh, th I guess that's where the emotion comes into the story. I think that that works really well. When you find out it's not necessarily right, but you understand why the mm -hmm. character is so broken, uh, yeah. which, which is a great way for you to be on board with what's uh, what's happening yeah really interesting um one of the other reasons i don't like the ambiguity ending is this is a limited series and i don't want that to hint leave a door open for a second season oh yeah 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 no for me it didn't because uh, because of one of the rules that was set up initially <laughs> right. okay um that it was just something that occurred and we, we can talk, we'll talk about more. <laughs> we'll talk so about so that. that we don't, yeah. So that we don't no, give no away spoilers, spoilers there, yeah. but. Okay. Definitely worth a one-time watch. Um, but I, yeah. I, I had my frustrations with it. Sure. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I would go back to this one, even though I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, like dark, I have dark, begun go to rewatch it. All right. Because okay. it is the greatest show ever made. So, uh, interestingly I, enough, I had someone in the comments who is a German saying dark isn't very good. And this is way better than dark. <laughs> and I was like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what? I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> I, I disagree. No way. Um, no how. <laughs> yeah, no, it, exactly. All right. So what's, what's next on your list? Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is an interesting one. I really enjoyed it. It's only six episodes. It's 25 minutes a piece. It's mm -hmm. an animated series called Captain Laser Hawk, a Blood Dragon remix. What the <laughs> heck? That is a lot of words. So this is a, a Ubisoft collaboration with Netflix animating a story. Yeah, how do I explain this? Okay, so the, the the creator Shankar, he's very well known, and he either does great hits or misses. Um, I think he did Castlevania. I'm I'm not sure if that's him, but uh, so this one, he created this world where all almost all the IPs of Ubisoft's characters are in the same world. It's a, it's in the Blood Dragon. We're talking Rayman, Assassin's Creed. Um, a bunch of others that I don't want to spoil because that's half the fun figuring out oh. who's in it. If you watch the trailer, you'll you, it'll blow your mind. Seen Rayman being a news anchor, but also lose his shit and become <laughs> like the darkest character in the series uh, is one of the best things that I didn't know I needed to see. Um, one of the comments I got on my review was, ah, typical. This is how we see Rayman, but they're never going to give us a new game, are they? <laughs> really salty <laughs> character. So here's the thing. The animation is fun. The character of Laser Hawk, you're totally with. Don't love your heroes, though, in this series. Because, uh, yeah, you don't know who's going to make it. 
it's also a massive cliffhanger there's the six episodes yeah it's like mm. the story's just starting which is always iffy for us anyway so animation a voice work storyline all of that phenomenal here's the caveat <laughs> it's an absolute ripoff of suicide squad and uh oh. uh you know with the uh, the down to they're taking guys are the bad guys putting them together in the government team even uh so much to if they try to escape their heads explode because they have a bomb in their head that's how much this is copied from suicide squad and uh this is meant to be like an original work <laughs> like uh no no it's not <laughs> you've just obviously copied like that's so close to suicide squad it can't not not be a copy yeah, well, and the bomb inside the head, or the body, you know, the body, that's that's taken from uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, but but to have all the bad guys and everything, I mean, that is wow. <laughs> but did that ruin the enjoyment of the show, even though it wasn't the no. original idea? No, okay. because one of the main characters is an Assassin's Creed character who is a frog. He's a French assassin frog, like literally and- ribbit ribbit. Literally a ribbit ribbit, but he speaks and, and he's really like serious and he's the one that's trying to keep the group together. And now I really want that in a game like seriously oh, Ubisoft yeah. to do that game. I would buy that straight away. Well, and that's why I think a lot of, you know, like uh, Super Smash Bros is is so popular because you yeah. have that mashup of characters that that you can interact with. Every character that- you actually want to yeah get to use. That would be fun. Yeah. Oh, um there are ips that they use as main characters in this that you probably never saw coming Mm. um in ways that i never thought they could do and i was like this is brilliant uh so i think the fun comes from if you're a, a gamer and you love ubisoft titles for me, Ubisoft's titles haven't been great the last few. Uh, I recently mm. played Assassin's Creed Mirage, and I immediately traded that in after like playing for five hours for Spider-Man 2, which I'm now going through, so I'll probably be talking about that next week, I imagine. Uh, but seeing them all together is like it's like an acid dream. It's, it's nice. crazy. It's cyberpunk. But you kind of annoyingly are rooting for the the characters and i say annoyingly because i mentioned don't be too attached (laughs) Mm. gotcha uh, did you say what this is on oh i'm sorry it's a netflix yeah netflix and ubisoft collaboration so okay yeah Yeah, Yeah. you may have already said it i just i I think i couldn't remember i I often forget because i'm old (laughs) (laughs) dude though that that sounds like a lot of fun Mm. um just is and it's it's like adult so it's not lots of gore mm. lots of swearing or well, most of the ubisoft so games it, are 18 so okay nice outstanding yeah. fun yeah. yeah it is fun yeah uh my net my my next one mm-hmm. is a series that i believe in the past they have dropped all at once and this time they're doing two episodes a week which right. i don't really understand i think you only got two of got the episodes, episodes which is just uh, that's that frustrating like, i'm not reviewing this <laughs> yeah no doubt well this is prime videos upload mm-hmm. season three um i i stumbled upon this um in after season one had come out i think 
that right. it was one of those where we were, you know, flipping through channels, not through channels, but through our, you know, the plethora of streaming services that we subscribe to mm. and just landed on this. It was like, ah, oh, what is this? I don't know. That, well, it looks kind of stupid. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just give it a try, whatever. Thumbnail wasn't great. No. And and then I couldn't stop watching it. That was the thing. With, with season one, I was like, holy crap, because you have very near future where people's consciousness when they die can be uploaded into this um <laughs> d- d- virtual the but that goes with community. that how they do that is hilarious <laughs> oh dude yeah no it just whoa okay no going back there um yeah. but the there's also the interwoven through this is that not everybody actually can afford to do this yeah so some people just die the rich and the people with means or family can can go stay to Palm on springs or it, others it, can go to you know johannesburg back in the 80s yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so you got you got you, there's different levels obviously because you um you have to pay more so it is it's definitely a commentary on um capitalism for sure and you know society and stuff but robbie amel is the um He's the main protagonist in this, and he he's so endearing. Like, it, yeah, you it, like him a lot. Yeah, it's aggravating almost because he's very <laughs> handsome, and then he's not fair. so likable <laughs> because he's um, I mean, he just comes across as this genuinely nice guy, and so Nathan, that's his character, is thrust into this uploaded scenario because of something that happens right at the very beginning of the series. And now in season three, we've gotten more, more of the story context. We're diving deeper into a mystery and yeah, it really, it's the bigger arc they're diving into more of. Yeah. Yeah. That first season, while that was present, it was more just getting us used to the world and which was fun. <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have an AI dude in, in this resort that is the, the, the afterlife absolute. for digital who is the absolute worst <laughs> and he's, he's terrible so, at his job <laughs> he was terrible at all of the jobs so that's the <laughs> yeah. funny thing because it's the same dude yeah. in all these different jobs this um this season though they're trying to make the ai better and so there are some <laughs> classes that the oh, ai has the classes to- are funny from oh what i gosh. saw like when she's trying to teach them the difference between like one word and the inflection okay. of yeah. Yeah, okay okay <laughs> Okay. 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 <laughs> and they're like talking to each other. Why Number is she, six. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. Word. Why is she talking? It's very funny. Oh, yeah. So it this season goes darker um, and goes more serious. It still retains a lot of the humor um, and a lot of, a lot of fun, but it's definitely, you can watch over the progression of the seasons, how it's, it's going from just straight outright silly mm. with, you know, the setup to now going into the crux of the argument and really what the complications are and the ramifications and how are they going to solve that? I thought this was going to be the last season. It really felt like that. Oh, is it not? I, I thought it was okay. N- no, cause <laughs> holy crap. Um, oh, big cliffhanger. God damn oh it. <laughs> dude, you're like, whoa, no. I mean, I was like, because especially because I thought it was going to wrap up, that was yeah. the other thing that I that oh. I kind of set myself up for even more of a surprise. 
<laughs> See, what's worrying is that the cast themselves were so happy when they got to announce that they had been picked up for season three. Yeah. They did a whole bunch, which means they didn't know if they were coming back for season three. And I think it was supposed to come out in February. Yeah, it was. Way so, long ago. And now because of uh, the SAG-AFTRA you know, yeah. strike, because the studios aren't paying their actors, this will be delayed. Even though the writers are back and they can continue writing the shows, no production is going to be there happening. There should be so. no excuse then for tight, good storyline because they have extra time. They can go over it yes. and over it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to season four. Um, I really like the world. I, I, some of the characters even that I didn't like at the beginning or that I found very annoying mm. have drastically grown on me. Oh, yeah. Like the best friend. Um, oh he's come in leaps and bounds. I really like his character. Even the ex-girlfriend. Has... Oh, I Ingrid is. Yeah. This season, I tell you what, we watch such a massive character growth arc in this. That it's it great. is it is wonderful because she's now a character. She's still flawed and she's sure. still working through her crap. Mm. But she is like on a trajectory where she's trying to make different and better decisions. And it just makes me go, oh, I like you a lot. Mm. You were at the at the first. You were like, you're the worst. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And so, so it's been earned. That's mm. the thing that this this character appreciation has been earned across the series. You know, mm. Nathan Robbie Amell's character, we've liked from the very get go. He's just built that way and written yeah. that way. But her, not so much. So, mm. there was a character that died. I'm not going to mention. That I was reaching for to die, really disliked this character, and and died in the best way. Yeah. Oh, in um, wait, first in this two episodes. Season? Yeah, first two episodes of season three. I was like, woo. <laughs> I I think it may be the person I'm thinking of too. Okay, so, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. What's next? Uh, let me consult the oracle. <laughs> is that <laughs> okay. your magic eight ball <laughs> yeah uh, this is an interesting one um i did not expect to be speaking about this actually old dads oh, wow. is a, oh. a new netflix movie that dropped from director and writer bill barr actor who's in it and we have a couple of other comedians and the reason why i didn't expect to be speaking about this is because you never know whether comedians can do the transition from doing stand-up comedy to actually producing something that's going mm -hmm. to be emotional. It can just be a platform or a movie for you to do your stand-up comedy bits. And it totally is that in here. But because there's enough story that you can get behind, you actually end up genuinely uh, enjoying. And it's interesting because the first half in the, the movie is definitely towards middle-aged white guys who understand the 80s and now have had to live through the 90s 2000 2010 to 20s and um have not come to grips with their anger of how things are and how stupid things are and it shines a light of how stupid things are in the world today i was talking to you about being off air a, a, a person on electric scooter in the middle of the road swerving left and right no helmets listening to music and <laughs> both you and I were like, yeah, well, that's that's uh, extra points, right? <laughs> 50 points, 100 if you can make them f fly as you 
as you hit them from behind. Unfortunately, most of the things that irk me at in my age is to do with a younger demographic of entitled people, entitled young people who think because they go, they come in, they they understand life to be a certain way, and anytime anything's hard, they leave. Or you know, there's this there's this understanding of what how hard life can be. Mm. or what life is <laughs> and it shines a light on moments like that like a, a young kid let's say Todd no five well let's say eight years old sees a pregnant woman who's like eight nine months you know almost full term runs up to the mother smacks her on the belly like really hard and i'm like what the hell like that you you know that you just hit another person in the face essentially like thankfully there's a little bit of like padding and the mother goes no don't do that and then the mother of the child goes you gotta let my child be who he is emotionally don't you correct my child this is what he's experiencing right now that world the sort of modern hippie the the people i don't want to say karens because i know lots of good karens do you understand what I'm saying, Chris? <laughs> I, I do understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad that, that they're shining the light on like, because that like the child, it's not necessarily their fault that they're the a-hole. It's most it's likely because the they parent. have trash shit. Excuse me. <laughs> no no i'm gonna say the word but i want to get it correct right. because i love it from reservation dogs shit ass right. parents right who who do not parent their children who do not teach them appropriate uh ways to interact with the world around them you know what i mean it's like it's like getting mad at a dog who attacks somebody because their owner is absolute trash you know the dog is not a bad dog it's the person who's a bad person who then made the dog behave in this way. Mm. Do, I would, I, and I haven't, I haven't watched this, um, yeah. but do they also address the entitlement and the, um, the attitude of the older generation? Yeah. So this is oh, where the good. movie flips itself on its head. And these three guys, which is basically the three best friends who are, late 40s early 50s are becoming dads once and they so so it's like they they're not they're going to be dads obviously and they're trying to come to terms with that means bringing a child up or oh they are dads already bringing mm -hmm. a child up into this world and so they coming from the 80s and 90s you know you or well, 70s even um you have things that are good that you bring with you, but you also have a lot of things that are bad yeah. and each generation has that. And so there's this road trip where they're just shooting the shit, uh, where they got to go and get someone. And you have a younger guy who is within them, listening to the three guys, just shoot, shoot the shit. And unfortunately the, the webcam of the car is recording it because that's what they, they hired a car. And so later on, you see what they were talking about and you're just like, whoa, that, that is not okay. But in the context of three friends talking nonsense, you know how friends talk with each other. They yeah. do just talk nonsense. But it's interesting hearing what nonsense they talk about and mm -hmm. how far we've come from that. So there's this balance of actually, you can't always just be angry at everybody for the how society is now. You've got to kind of grow up a little bit 
change where it change is needed, but also keep your sensibilities to yourself. For there's a learning curve that Bill Barr's character goes through that um, I don't know if I've learned just yet. So oh. he's on he's on his uh, lawn playing catch with his kid. He's got his baby in in a sling. Um, and he's got a glove, like a baseball glove, and he's throwing it. And they're like, yeah, and they're all out having a great day in his fr- his front lawn. And this guy on a bicycle that's obviously young, uh, hippie, trendy, young kid, you know, you can visualize exactly the person, stops and goes, hey, do you know that's really dangerous, having playing catch with a baby in your arm and sling? You know, your baby could get hurt. And his mouth opens and you can see there's a string of words <laughs> that are going to come out and he goes you're right thank you for bringing my attention to that have a great day and the guy nods and cycles off now that was the, ch- the mature way to respond mm-hmm. to that and as the guy goes out of of uh like shot your like, shot yeah. yeah he goes like fucking idiot <laughs> and you're like that is the still the correct way to because you totally understand this guy is not a parent he has no right judging you or or even mentioning how you should be parenting things and uh, like we are so safety hazard of things that are not yeah okay yeah. to do i i remember my two boys in in like in the city when they were young they were stick fighting and they got told off for stick fighting and and like two sticks from the woods and they're going and this woman comes up that's so dangerous you shouldn't be allowing how could you allow your kids to be violent and stuff like are you this is the world we live in now so i'm like uh, yeah i'm like that white father dude middle age if that's me fine i'm gonna embrace that because i refuse to live that way i am not that person but at the same time i can't put my beliefs on those people so it really does it mm. it shows a need for growth it shows how you got to mature as as a person uh, and realize that the world is multifaceted and if you're going to be angry all the time at everything like that you're going to be angry all the time and never be happy because there's so much of it and the new gen the millennial generation unfortunately is a big part of that uh but there's so much in the 80s that <laughs> stuff we said st- who who how we treated women you know that's a big one uh slavery <laughs> it's a, that's still rife <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, a discrimination of color massive mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. um uh, sexual orientation you know all mm-hmm. of that stuff that we brought that wasn't healthy that's a thing that's you know, heading somewhat still going on but somewhat in the right direction in places unfortunately it's still massive and we're yeah. still going backwards in other places i think to um <laughs> it was like one of the first two episodes of the changeling on apple oh, where yeah. um they're in the uh like the library the bookstore or whatever that is rifling through and um look he stanfield has his baby in a in a holder in the front and some girl next to him is like oh yes. you shouldn't do this oh my gosh dude that was like <laughs> i was like that i felt so, so good i felt so good after <laughs> i was like finally <laughs> yeah are you a parent oh no <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Shut the f up. Next, uh, please. Goodbye. And his friend with him oh, just cracking just, up, laughing. Just, like, just he just says it, and that was. So 
my uh, gosh. I, I, yeah, that, I've, I've, that, that was written from a place of pain, but also like, here you go, guys. <laughs> oh, you can have yeah. this. Yeah. It's we so need this. Real. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so real. Yeah. Well, everybody believes that they have the right to um to speak into everybody else's situation and with authority that's the thing it's not like just you know conversation or it's a friend it's random strangers who are like you can't do that i'm sorry you're about to get punched in the throat walk away now you have two one Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to, to give an example of how they do learn, uh, at the end, Bill Barr and his friends get on electric scooters and enjoy it. So it's there's like... They, they find that balance where yeah. it, they understand why somebody would be enjoying just, yeah. you know, free-flowing, yeah. Yeah. even though it's annoying for the drivers. <laughs> you know, it's like the people in the, um, in the, the parking aisles of any place where there's parking where people tend to just drift into the middle and walk and you're like i'm sorry this is what cars are walk walk to the left or the right because um i'm gonna hit you <laughs> <laughs> i saw a video of andrew tate this week where he parked Wait. in a disabled parking um, Did somebody beat the crap out of him no Jeez. they were promoting it as good he said well if i go there i know i'm going to be quick but if you're disabled you're not going to be quick and i was like holy crap this guy is he, the worst human he needs to be erased from seriously everything. yeah dude and if you hold that person up as a as a role model or any type of wisdom i weep for you because he is trash I mean, in that same video, uh, there was a friend that he was doing, being interviewed with who said, oh, they know about you in Al-Qaeda and they think you're the top G. And it's like, like it, and I was like, oh, wow. So, and he was smiling and laughing and thought, like, oh, really? Maybe I should go there instead of where Maybe I am. Maybe you should. Yeah. Maybe you should. Please yes. do. Yes. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Anyway, uh, let's move on from that nonsense. Mm. What's uh, next on your list? Okay, so... <clears throat> excuse me this this fits into spooky season a little bit it's not a horror okay. it's um it's kind of a mystery i say kind of mm. it's a comedy from 1980 holy crap okay it is don knotts and tim conway called the private eyes have you ever seen this no <laughs> okay don't think i've um, even heard of it so t I, I own it. It's um, oh, okay. It's it, Tim Conway and Don Knotts partnered up for several movies, um, you know, and they're they're just ridiculous. The humor is over the top. It's very simplified. It's slapstick. Um, it's stupid and obvious, and yet still funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, like uh, I love Apple Dumpling Gang. And the right. Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. Those are just they're cute movies. That's the thing too that they, a lot of the time their movies that they that they did, are very family friendly, so mm. that you can have just a fun time. Now, this one, 1980, um, it really shows its age. Uh, my <laughs> uh, my daughter in law had never seen it. Right. Um, it had been a long time since we had watched it, even as a family. Um, I don't. Yeah, it's been it's been well over ten years. Is I think, it a for sort me. of Scooby Doo film? A little bit, yeah. It's mm. kind of like Clue, Scooby Doo, mm. 
Um, um but not as good as Clue by any means. It's Clue's um, a classic, isn't it? Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, it's just, hard to. I just hard. saw part of the trailer where he threw the dove through the oh, plane glass. Yes. <laughs> yes. So there's ongoing sight gags and verbal gags that go through this. Um, right. It. I don't think it holds up as well um, as what my memory re- remembers right. seeing it as a kid. Yeah. And it's not something that I'm like, yes, I'm going to watch this every year. Mm. But I own it and it. It's still fun. There's some nostalgia for me in there. There's a gag in this because it's a murder mystery that the uh, Tim Conway and Don Knotts are kind of like Sherlock Holmes and Watson. That's really mm-hmm. what they're supposed to be. Um, except uh, Watson, who is Dr. Tart, is played by Tim Conway in this. He's much more of a moron. Um, <laughs> he's, he's definitely the fool for this. But they... Um, they, oh, as part of each time somebody dies, there's a poem that's written and the poems never resolve rhyming. They start out rhyming and then they choose, <laughs> you know, what word they're going for. And then they add they like do. two or three words. That, oh, just, that would frustrate me so much. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's a series of ridiculousness. If you like Pink Panther, mm. you know, with Peter Sellers. If you liked Clue, if you like uh, even the Apple Dumpling Gang, things like this, you know what you're getting into because it is not serious by any means. Um, it's it, it is stupid. I mean, I'll get you know, there's no getting around that. And this one didn't age as well, but it's still cute and it's still good for like a one time watch. If you, um, especially from I don't know, just a, like a for especially for a family. You know what mm. I mean? If you're looking for something like around Halloween-ish or something like that, that is not scary, but has a little bit of tension in there for the younger kids. I mean, there's a couple of characters in a couple of situations, you know, that are a little bit um, spooky, maybe. Yeah. Uh, there's never any violence that's actually shown other than what Tim Conway and Don Knotts do to each other <laughs> or, <laughs> or encounter. I mean, you don't, even though we see all of these murders, we never actually see the murders, right? you know? And so it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of these that, you know what you're getting into once you start it and you just kind of go with it. And as long as you can endure, you know, <laughs> it, it feels long though. That's the other thing it does. It's only 90 minutes. It does mm. feel long. There are huge portions in this where you're like, nothing is happening. Um, let's okay. cut this out. You know what mm. I mean? And it was just, it's a time you can see how it fits in the eighties yeah. with some of these movies where they just did not have as tight but, of editing. Yeah. Editing's different. Definitely different to how it was yeah. back then. Nice. Uh, what made you go back to that and watch that? Um, just, uh, we were going through movies like that. My daughter hasn't seen before. And so wanted to, you know, like we watched, um, what was the movie we watched? I don't even remember what we watched recently. Like she'd never seen, and, um, she's not seen, uh, Baz Luhrmann's, uh, Romeo and Juliet. And so we're oh, going to wow. watch that at some point. Okay. Um, and so it's just, you know, fun things like that. Just, just revisiting older movies 
Sometimes mm. when we get together, we're just like, oh, that sounds like fun. Let's do that or whatever. So yeah, this was one that I had, I had pulled out independently of mm. that she'd never seen because we were coming up into October. And so right. I just, I had pulled it out in like September and just set it on top of my record player that's near the TV so that I could just, it was just as a reminder, top of mind thing that, okay, I need to watch this because I want to. And, mm. yeah. Okay. Uh, should we get into some of the spooky things we were going to sure. talk about? Yeah. 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 All right. Um, do you want to talk about three blind mice now? Not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I actually think I enjoyed it more than you did. Like I preferred this one than to Mary had a little lamb. Oh, hands down. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Because yeah. I thought the, actually the animatronics that the, the First of all, the the makeup and the prosthetics actually worked. The the mouses, the humanoid mouses, they moved and yes. like made me. The other one was just a face mask. Yes. Yeah, it was literally just a, like a costume. Like, and that was we were meant to believe that that was like a morphed person, and which is ridiculous in itself. Um, we have again the same actress uh, look alike. The, the who Lindsay smoked, Lohan. The Lindsay Lohan who smoked twenty cigars. Yeah. She has the gruffiest voice in the world. She could play Ed- Edna Mode from uh, Incredibles. <laughs> um, <clears throat> darling. <laughs> darling. No capes. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll give a little cap to the CG mice that's in this. They weren't terrible. Like, you could oh, no. see there was CG, but they weren't, like, absolutely awful. That's not the thing that was awful in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was not the most awful, but I did not. I th- I did not like those mice because they right. just they okay. felt like they were just slapped on the top. Yeah, <laughs> just, I mean they totally were. That's what they did. It was like a graphic that they like with our editing skills. They went on the next timeline. We're just gonna and we're gonna zoom them and then tilt it slightly and then just gonna it and then someone's just gonna scream and. So what's the synopsis of this movie? Um, it's I don't even know. It was it's a it's a it's a nursery rhyme that got into the public domain, and so somebody thought, well, hey, they did it with Winnie the Pooh. Uh, let's let's do other things, and so we had Mary had a little lamb, which was dull, diabolical. That, that's the thing. It just it was stupid right. And so slow. that's what's good about this movie. The yeah. the gore and the graphic was uh, on point for being a, a horror movie. And it At got to it time. fast. Yeah, it did. Yeah, they they went there. Um, did they need to be take as long to go there? No. Uh, uh, did it need a storyline of some sort? Probably. Because uh, they're basically running down tunnels and the same shots were used multiple times. I didn't understand the whole bunker thing, honestly. I don't know where that came from and how they... I think they were in the bunker because of an experiment. That's that's the story. And so these these guys were going for a walk and they just they stumble upon it. Is that what Okay, so let's first of all let's talk about the sound effect of the 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 mouse people. Do you remember it? Cuz it sounds nothing like a, a sound effect for a mouse would ever sound like. I guess they were trying to go for a demented human mouse person. Uh, I don't, I, no, I don't remember. I'd have to listen to it again, but I'm not going to. Because that would mean I'd have to put the movie back on. 
Was there anything I, redeeming in this, this movie uh, for you? For me, it was the gore, the violence, the, mm. the, I mean, it became like it dove into the horror aspect that we want from this. Yes. I mean, I did not expect a good story. I didn't no. get a good story. I didn't expect good acting. We didn't no. get good acting. We didn't get that. Yeah. I just wanted, especially coming off of Mary Had a Little Lamb, which was yeah. so slow and non-eventful through so much of it mm. that you know what i mean like it just drug on for no reason with no payoff whereas this at least we got the payoff pretty quickly yeah could have got there faster whatever um i didn't i didn't care about any of the characters no um you know the it, there's nothing i honestly given. i cared more about the giant mice because they were they had been tortured people. Yeah, they were people they turned into you saw one sequence in a video sequence where they'd been like you know forcing them basically to mutate and i was like oh well okay whoever did this to you really sucks well and there's the story right right that's the story so much that better interesting story yeah and then make it about them escaping and mutilating everybody else in the facility uh, we could have and with the budget, you, we could have done, honestly, we could have done better than this. <laughs> yeah, not, because, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the interesting part. I mean, okay, so you get your people to this location and stuff like that, get them there fast mm -hmm. and let's, you know, and even, hey, take all of that out. Just, they're going on vacation and so they go to a cabin in the woods, you know, that, fine, fair enough. And oh yeah, then, I forgot about all that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so much exposition on, on intervention no and stuff like that. There was no any of that, yeah. Didn't add anything all. to the story, just time. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it's the, the whole story, the, the premise is coming back now, is it's an intervention for the girl that's on drugs. Uh, yes. And she's not on drugs, but she is on drugs. She's not on drugs and everybody is like, and they come to this place, of all places, to help her. Uh, and then the, the classic trope of getting rid of the mobiles uh, because, you know, it's yeah. got to be personal. And of I was course. just like, wow, well, okay, this is absolute tosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend seeing it, but it was better than Mary Had a Little Lamb. It was better than Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah, okay. If we're ranking worst terrible IPs that now are allowed to, like kids' stories that are, can be turned into anything else. Yes. Yes, which is funny because I thought... I thought this one was going to be even worse than Mary Had oh, a Little Lamb. Yeah, was... interesting. So the the three that we've seen so far, Winnie the Pooh at number one, Three Blind Mice, and then Mary Had a Little Lamb in, yeah. in that order. Or yeah. Three Blind Mice, Space, 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 Space. <laughs> Mary Had a Little Mary Lamb. Had a little lamb. <laughs> yeah. All the and other you're... movies that are going to be made subsequently will be better. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Well, I think they should take like, uh, I don't even know what the nursery rhyme is about the Pied Piper, but they should, um, <laughs> uh, in my head, it's imagining, um, people putting children into pies. And yes. so we, that right there, just go dark with it and just make it. <laughs> Put children bad. in pies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Need some extras. <laughs> <laughs> There's a kid going down the street on a bike. Weaving <laughs> <laughs> in and out. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, let's talk about something nonsense. good. Yeah. Let's talk yes. about a, a, yeah. One that you chose. What, what did you choose, Chris? Th this one <clears throat> actually very surprising. Um, because if I had ended, 
or stopped watching halfway through, this never would have been on any list. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, it's called The Man in the White Van. And oh, I saw you reviewed this. Yeah. Yeah, it it is just beginning to make festival circuit. Um, the setup for this is so intriguing. Okay. It is. It's brand new. Um, I don't even think you can see it in theaters or on digital or anything yet. Mm. Um, it's low budget. Um, it is not a slasher. It's more of a thriller. Um, it, yeah, it's not even really a horror. I mean, it's it's just more of a thriller. The premise is in the late seventies. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, mid seventies. Mm. A white van starts showing up. And people start go missing, going missing. Oh. And this one girl notices <laughs> that the white van is stalking her. And it right. leads to um, just some, some unsettling and some freaky scenarios for her, terrifying <laughs> for her. Mm-hmm. Um, the, we're also shown in a uh, going backwards in years. Like we start out in like 78 or 79, I think. And we watch now a white van and people being abducted and murdered. Ah. And so it's counting back while we're also going forward. Now, so the first part of the movie is not good. Um, it <laughs> it has storytelling issues. It has pacing issues. You don't know why you want the characters. You don't really like the characters. It then, do, it then though, becomes tense. Like there's actually urgency and like, ooh, this has something to it. Um, you know, you have to sit through half of it to get to the, (laughs) to get to the rest of it, but it ends with, with some like, wow, that actually, that held some, um, some peril, some tension, some just, you know, fear in there, especially because we know, I mean, this is where the whole thing of, you know, beware of, you know, no windowed vans driving around, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, and so this is, I mean, it is every, every parent's nightmare, especially in the the late seventies, early eighties, where it was like, you know, everybody checked all their, their candies at Halloween for razor blades and drugs. Oh yeah. And and the, the, I've seen the meme recently is nobody likes your kid enough to um, give them free drugs, which is absolutely true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, so it, this is not the best movie. This is not, this is not like, this wouldn't go under the best thing I watched this week, but mm. because we're focusing on something that's more Halloween-y, yeah. um, it, it has that eeriness to it. And because this, the last half of the movie is so much better than the first half and it brings about some tension and darkness to it that you're like, Ooh, okay. I be, I actually feel this now. Um, <laughs> It works. And I like too, because the main character in this is set up right from the get go through her own actions mm. as an unreliable narrator. She okay. over exaggerates things and, or just makes things up. And mm. so her, her family has now been conditioned to not believe what she says. Right. So when something real is happening, that's, you know what I mean? It's nobody believes her. So, yeah. Nice. The cast is really interesting. Yes. Uh, Madison Wolf, who's Annie, uh, she was the young girl in I Kill Giants. Oh, so, was she really? Yeah. 
Oh. Uh, Breck Basinger. Uh-huh. I don't know if she's related to Kim Basinger, but... I don't think she is. I, uh, I tried to... She is Stargirl, or was Stargirl in the TV series Stargirl. Uh, so for both seasons oh. of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Biggest Sean name out of the group. Sean Astin, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he might have been in a tiny trilogy. Uh, Ali Larta, you'll recognize. Yeah, there was a, there's a bunch of names in here that I was like, yeah. oh, there's a, I know these people, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It was surprising. I mean, it's not, it's not one to rush right out in and, you know, to, excuse me while I go get my car and, um, <laughs> cause that's just a kid on a bike, um, that he's modified. Um, it, yeah, this isn't something that I would rush right out to see. But if you get the opportunity, you know, if it hits streaming or it's, you know, on sale on VOD, then yeah, it's worth a, it's worth a watch. If you know, going in the first half of it is not good. Yeah. So how many people do you think are going to tap out then <laughs> in the um, first half? I think if you don't know a lot. That's it's, it takes, it takes some endurance to, to get through that beginning. And, you know, the, some of the, the acting is cheesy. The writing is kind of all over the place. Um, and then when it finds its groove, it works. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, can we move on? Yes. Let's, what was yours? So I think this is going to be my hereditary. Uh, like where you you love hereditary and that's i i've just have the balls to watch i just need to have the balls to watch it again (laughs) (laughs) uh i spoke briefly to you about it i'd never seen it before it's been on my one two watch list but i needed to be brave enough to watch it but the empty man that came out in 2020 uh on the trail of a missing girl and ex-cop was actually an ex-detective comes across a secret group attempting to some uh, summon a terrifying supernatural entity first of all why <laughs> but also i will never blow into a bottle again ever um this movie messed with my head so much because i there's so much in it you're like oh i need to go back and kind of figure out did i see that correctly did i you know uh, the story it, it centers on a Okay, well, first of all, the movie I thought what it was is not what the movie is. <laughs> and that's the best kind of spoiler, non-spoiler I can do. Because I don't want... Anybody that hasn't seen nope. this, I don't want to talk about it because that will totally ruin it. So for the, the chunk of the movie that, that it is the movie where this detective is trying to find um, this young girl uh, who lives next door to him. Who, who did live next we We're established as to... She's acting a bit weird. She's speaking a bit weird. And then she's gone. And then we're introduced to a cult-like people. But visually, this film is just damn creepy. Sound effects-wise, very, very creepy. There's just one moment in the film with a sound effect that I think spoils... It gives too much away. Mm-hmm. There's this thing that I saw someone do in a car with a sound effect. And I was like, oh, I think it's this. And, but it's also a sort of ambiguity ending. Um, 
and there's a lot of ending explains once you've seen it for the first time years ago just just go and see what people there's this bunch of theories as to when as to how as to mm-hmm. if <laughs> uh I, I don't know how to explain i don't know how to review this film it's really tricky the there was an image that is shown and i think it's it may be shown in like a trailer or stills or whatever but it's inside of a cave oh my gosh yeah not right not right <laughs> at all gotta, no. gotta go <laughs> um when this curse or whatever starts affecting people in whatever way there's this thing that they do where they speak but they're not speaking and they're like like really fast Dude, the hairs in the back of my neck when they they do it in their, like in your face. They also do. They use like a, a technique that in Doctor Who with the angels, uh, <clears throat> where you do the light and you switch it off and you do the light and they're like whoop whoop whoop, and I'm like f you. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Gotta and why go. am I turning off the light? There's I'm not actu- turning off the light. This I laughed out loud. There's actually a moment where there's a bunch of people that are looking creepy. Guy takes a step back. They take a step with him. Guy takes a step back. They take a step with him. And he goes, nope. <laughs> he just legs it. And I was like, finally. Like, why do I so many others that just stay around? That's not an area where you need to be right now. That's not conducive to you, indicative to your health. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I've been that scared, but that intrigued with the story for a long time. It's it's really has an atmosphere about it. There's a presence to this film that will stay with you and linger because it's it's mind melding and there's a lot of you do sh- it it shows but mm-hmm. it also doesn't show. It's like mm-hmm. it shows but it's like messing with your mind as you know playing with the shadows, uh, what is in the distance, using sound that way to kind of really get into under your skin. Uh, having people just act weird and say things that are just not right. There's so much that just keeps building up to it. I don't know if you've ever seen... Uh, a few years ago, there was this... I, th- I think they were Hebrew men. Bunch of Hebrew men running around a circle. Uh, and they were all chanting. And they run. It's like almost becoming in a trance. And it's one of the creepiest things I've seen. You can definitely type it up on YouTube. You'll you'll find it. They they're singing something, and it's like a trance worship song or something. Yeah, this real life. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah real mm. life. Um, there's a moment in this film where it does this, this similar thing, and it has to be one of the most creepiest visuals I've ever seen. Like, there's so many times I was like, I've never seen that in a horror movie. Like, just brilliant. I don't know how I missed this. Like, I I knew of it. But I didn't realize like what type of film it was and how good it actually was. So. Oh yeah, I um, I had seen that Chris Stuckman had done a review on it, and I didn't I didn't watch his review, but I looked up the movie and it was playing on like Max or something or HBO at that time, right. HBO Max or whatever, and um, so we sat down to watch it and was blown away. I mean, because I knew I knew nothing going in, you know, which I think is probably the best way. That's to the do best this. thing. That's why I won't say anything. And yeah. I'm being very vague. Yeah, yeah, because it's so. The movie is very layered, and it's just so effective at just being like, mm, I'm very unsettled here. I don't think I like this. 
you know, and I, I'm going to go watch that again because that is just. I really want to watch this with my wife if she can handle it. Cause I just want to, I want to know what they think, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's creepy as heck though. Like seriously, you, you need something else to occupy your mind afterwards. Like you really need dodgeball on or something yeah. <laughs> airplane. Yeah. Cause it, it, yeah, not right. Not right at all. No, mm. but that was great. I was like, oh, this is actually very good. Yeah, that was the thing that it was like the sleeper that mm. I think it's only like kind of cult status that yeah. not a lot of people even still know about or anything. And so, yeah, it is. David up. Pryor is the director and the, the, the lead who plays the detective is James Badge Dale. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people know his name, but you've probably seen him in a bunch of stuff that you would have recognized, like oh, The Departed, yeah. 13 Hours, Iron Man, World War Z, like he's, yep. he's in a bunch. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I like him as an actor a lot. Mm. Okay. Uh, last one. Yeah. That we, uh, we watched this together. Um, it's called Gonjium Haunted Asylum, and it is a Korean found footage horror uh, I thought you had seen this. This is why you recommended it for us to watch uh, it. I just saw, as I was scrolling, doom scrolling through Twitter, mm. somebody had posted like a still right. of it. And I don't even remember what they said about it, but I didn't know what it was. And so I mm. just was like, oh, what is this? And found the title, looked it up on IMDb. And I was like, maybe, maybe it might be good. I don't know, mm. you know? And so wanted to try it now. Unfortunately for me, I watched it on Freebie um, right. through Prime, which means there were ads interspersed throughout this. So it was just unfortunate that it broke tension at all the wrong moments. Um, <laughs> it was also on Peacock, I think, and one or two other streaming services that I subscribed to. So I, I should have just searched first versus just watching it. <laughs> I couldn't it. find it anywhere in the UK. I found like, I, I find where can I watch this online free? And there was a, like a dodgy clickable link oh. and I watched that and that was fine. Just oh. use a VPN or something to protect your, to protect your, your PC. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you have this, it, for me, it feels a little bit like Deadstream. And um, what was that other movie I just watched? Uh, Chad gets the axe. Um, yeah, I would I would include that and Blair Witch, probably. Yeah, yeah. Where you have this group of uh, well, one kind of like a I don't know if he's really a YouTuber, but they have a channel, they have a, a website and everything, and so they do crazy very stunts. serious about it yeah 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 they very yeah they are and it's it's all about horror all about scary things and so they're going into this one of which they make a point of saying this several times cnn's um seven scariest places on earth mm. and which i don't even know if that's a true thing or not but doesn't matter um <laughs> the, i was thinking first i thought it was cnn the news channel but maybe i thought actually in there they might have a, a news channel that is CNN. oh yeah oh maybe yeah, because it would be odd for them to reference an American CNN news reports on. Well, one of the girls, though, even though she's Korean, she's. Oh, she does Charlotte. travel around, yeah. Well, and she lives in the U.S. She's. she's oh, well, maybe she was the she, one that brought it. Yeah, I just thought it was I, a weird thing for CNN to be covering. I was like, oh, okay. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. You're right. I didn't even think about that, that it could just be a totally different name and not actually the cable news network. Mm. Um, but they go into this asylum 
where there's all this lore about how um, all of the patients disappeared and then the uh, or they died and then the the director of that just disappeared. Mm. So they go. There's a locked door, room 402, that nobody's ever been able to open. Uh, but anybody that visits the asylum, you know, at midnight or whatever, they're going in and um, they disappear. And so you have this group and you get to see, I mean, they're all done up with cameras. So yeah, you got, you got like the head camera, you've got the physical cameras, torches, still trying to figure out how they were powering the man lights. Cause I know for a fact you need a generator and, and long cables for that. Some of them, some of them you can use batteries now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. mine, I've got you and it's like, my, my, yeah, you yeah, need a lot of power no. for that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them you just, yeah, they have like a ba big battery packs on oh, the right. back or whatever. Okay, that, that makes sense. Um, so it, it, it has some very messed up imagery in it. What I, what I think I appreciate the most is how they set the atmosphere because they show, they just flash between all of these camera angles and camera shots mm. where I am literally like straining to see if I can see anything <laughs> in the half dark, you know, is, is there something moving? Is there something they really I'm supposed play, to see? They really play with the, the shadows. Like, was I meant to see, was there something? And then the occasion that I show you, they'll go back and there was something. So that makes it even more. I think that that's a clever technique. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it, uh, uh, there's, it definitely ramps up. The last, the last act gets like, mm. So I don't actually think there's a full movie here. I think you could have just done it as a short and stuck it onto YouTube or something. The moment they arrive at the house, I think the movie should have started there. And we could have got to know the characters beforehand. Everything beforehand was redundant and a waste of time. Apart from one item of clothing. Yes. Yes, because there is a long, there's a, there's a good chunk of time spent yeah. them getting there. Yeah. And, and we don't even really get to know them. They're just shooting the breeze and talking nonsense. It's there's only one, one character that it, it like where it makes the most sense because he displays himself to be like all machismo and not afraid of anything. And yet we know that he's putting on airs and then we see it later. You know, so it. So you know where I, st I started to enjoy it more was when mm -hmm. I was rooting for them to die, because I f found the characters to be so annoying, mm. and especially the girls that were just screaming the whole time. There's a lot of screaming, and I was just <laughs> shut but, up. But come on, when when they're in that one spot as they're um, <clears throat> as they're running. And mm. then you have that. Oh, no, I did this. I was watching on my Mac and I went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> my wife looks at me. It's like, is that scary? Yep. <laughs> it was just, it was wrong. And parts of it even remind me of like uh, incantation, you oh, know, where they're, yeah. they're repeating oh. the thing. You're like, oh, that was so creepy. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, yeah. So there's the, the visual scariness when it does that. I don't even know how they did some of the stuff. Mm -mm. There's a moment where the doors flung open and the body, the actual body of the person just like flies in the air and looks like they were chucked and then lands on there. I was like, how did they do that? That was very real. Um, 
the, the, the thing in the background, like I was mentioning earlier, uh, um, thing in the background, shining the torch at it, <laughs> moving the torch away, trying to open the door, looking at us. Oh, my God. I know what's going to happen. I know there's a jump scare coming. I know there's a good, big, big, creepy face in my face. They, they drew it out there so effectively <laughs> because it was multiple times. And and the final thing, were, which I don't understand. I mean, I know she needed to be able to use the light to see where she's at. But <sighs> but you see the pan, light pans, and then it pans back, and then it pans, and then it pans back. And you're like, <sighs> but there's this one scene where it pans back, and there's nothing there. And then slowly, something... <laughs> And I'm like, mm, no. It was very difficult to understand the rules, though. Like, are they spirits or are they physical beings? Like, there's a. I was like, they seem to have bodies. I know some of the group were like, there was the, who gets possessed. I don't know the rules of that. Does it have transdimensional powers because there seem to be weird rules about like where people were? Uh, and not all of them were in the room, but I guess if you were just associated with touching anything in that place, then you were doomed from beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, there's a doll in this that I didn't find scary at all. Like, it, they could have made the doll scary. <laughs> I was just like, what is that? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, nice doll. <laughs> no, I was you with know. the girl. Don't touch things Don't like touch. That. No, no, I get it. Like, yeah. But also, you guys are like... You're surprised when you find you go hunting in a for ghosts and spirits in the one of the most haunted places on the planet, and, and you find something. And weird. you find something. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Absolutely. No. I did. There was a portion where a visual changed, and individuals recognized the change. Oh yeah. Yeah. But there's also some deviousness going on, which. I mean, there, there's one, you have your antagonist and your villain in this, which is the, the, just the haunted asylum. Yeah, for sure. But then there's another and. I, there is like, also, I think it was just fair to say the, the guy that's controlling, he wants to get everything like he's, they call yeah. him the captain and he wants to get all the, the footage and he wants yeah. to get a good show. Mm -hmm. And the scarier it is, the better, even if you have to accentuate or make up some stuff. Mm-hmm. So in amongst the all of that, there's the real stuff going on, which is a nice. It was a nice mix. It was, yeah. It was fun. I mean, I was. It, it definitely it has a creep factor to it, and it's like, mm, yuck. Mm. Nope, don't like that. Um, <laughs> I I want to watch it now without the ads because I. <laughs> I oh yeah, that will definitely even... help. I want to watch it from the beginning of like after the first half an hour. <laughs> mm, just, yeah, 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 yeah. That just felt like a real waste to me. Yeah. It, it was, yeah, because, like, if I think to Deadstream, which is a comedy. Mm. Um, but Also creepy, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. It had it had a lot of real chills to it. Mm. But the way that it starts off allows us to instantly get to know him in a very short mm. period of time. Yeah. Versus this one, I like how it begins because it sets the stage for what they're going to encounter. Mm. And then we have all of that nonsense that just them eating pizza which is abs why them <laughs> them at a lake which i don't even think is them it's just old footage yeah being f you know what there's I mean? no point it's just wasting yeah, time no. yeah yeah get to it yeah yeah because again people might have tapped out by the time you start your movie it, it, exactly yeah once you get to it uh, mm. Mm. so 
anyway, if you've never seen it, I mean, it's definitely worth a, worth a watch. All right. Well, Hey, we are glad that you are still with us on this, uh, audio journey. Don't forget that we have a Patreon opportunity, patreon.com slash the bearded ones, where for just one pound, you can get in, uh, to access all of our videos over like 65, I think. So that's huge. Um, you know, there's a couple outside the paywall and even some different tiers that give you different levels of access, but that single pound dollar 30, 40, 50, whatever that is, uh, the conversion rate that gets you access to all of the videos. So Mm -hmm. you can check that out. Um, wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast, if you've not done so before, could you rate and review us? That would be huge. And then also head over to YouTube at some point and check out our individual channels, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, me, Chris movies and munchies. Uh, this week, what we've got going on is we're going to talk about a movie that Ruben had never seen one that I have seen. And I don't even remember the last time I saw it. I, it could have been in the eighties <laughs> for, uh, for, you know, um, we're also going to talk about the thing that either did not make it on our list this week, or perhaps the worst thing we watched either mm-hmm. way. Uh, we will hit upon some entertainment news and then end with some suggestions or at least releases that are coming out in the next week that you may want to put on your watch calendar. Mm. With that, uh, the movie that we watched together that I had not seen for a really, really long time and Ruben had mm-hmm. never seen is The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yes. Uh, Ruben? <laughs> I mean, I have to be honest. I haven't seen the whole thing. I actually, I tapped out. Um <laughs> Because I said to myself, okay, I'm going to have to do this in stages and then just never came back to it because I was just like, mm, I don't want to. <laughs> the, the, the thing that really got me is I expected, because I've seen like Attack uh, the attack of uh, Killer Counts from Space, right? There's a, there's a physical theater. Oh, yeah. There's a physical, there's just some physical stuff. Mm. right but in this old film there are tomatoes no faces that is moved either on a string or a stop motion sort of way however they do it it, they've just overlaced them with people reacting pretending that they're getting killed by tomatoes and they don't ever really connect in any way it's just like ah splashing around in water and then the 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 voice of the tomatoes is I'm just like what is this no <laughs> no <laughs> but i also didn't realize it it was i thought it was a proper sort of horror comedy but i didn't realize it was slapstick mm. um like airplane sort of comedy once you realize that and you change your mindset i think you'll enjoy it more yeah. Yeah. It's, um, let's make no mistake about it. This is a stupid movie. <laughs> um, it, it's funny watching it now because there are elements of it, which are very, they were prevalent in the time that it was made, but are not okay. Now, you know, oh, yes. mindsets, you behaviors, definitely couldn't say that or do that. No, no. I mean, so many things are, are really offensive, um, in today's viewpoint, you know, Mm -hmm. in in today's lens, um, 
if you watch it with the mindset of this was acceptable when it came out, doesn't mean that it was acceptable, but that it was, it was the norm. It was the norm. Mm. Yeah. It makes sense for what it works. I don't think all of them are funny. Um, it was actually more of a shocking, like I laughed, but it more out of like <laughs> horror and shock that they said these things. Oh, we really, um, they really said that? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like as, as an example to not give away anything with this mm. is there's, um, like Ruben said, tomatoes are attacking people. Well, the government puts together this team. And so they have this meeting and there's this scientist, um, a Japanese scientist who he is part of this, uh, this, this meeting when he starts talking, you can tell first off that the words that are, we are hearing and oh, his mouth do not line up. And so, so it is just dubbed. It's yeah. it well on purpose. On purpose. Yeah. It's dubbed with a very, very American voice, mm. um, to just, to not be mistaken at all mm. that it, it could have been the actor's real voice or anything else. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it is offensive as well, though. That scene. Oh yeah. I was offended. It's <laughs> like, oh, Whoa. Yeah. and okay. there's, there's a couple of lines that yeah. then are, are bantered back and forth mm. using terminology from that time that are just not okay. Um, intake of sharp breath with, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that hasn't aged well, has it? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, Ruben and I had talked, you and I had talked, we had, um, if you've ever seen the movie rubber, mm. which I think, I think it's brilliant. It's I definitely love that movie. split. People either love it, think it's a masterful work of art or hate it. Yeah. Hate it, hate it, hate yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the other side. I love it. But you can see that the, that rubber takes a ton of inspiration Yes. From this. Yeah, you can. Because you have these inanimate objects that roll around as sentient and then, you know, just killing, wiping out people. And, um, it, (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of sight gags in this. There's a lot of things where it doesn't take itself seriously. Actually, the whole thing doesn't take itself seriously. And that's what I think works. If you look at it from the, the airplane um, mindset, the naked gun mindset, some of these mm-hmm. things that are, that are ridiculous, stupid, and absurd, it will work sort of, you know, that you can <laughs> laugh because some of it is silly. We take out the offensive parts of it. There are some very funny moments. There's, I was telling Ruben, there's a, there's a scene that clearly shows San Francisco. Okay, you can see Alcatraz in the back. It is looking down a a very steep street, and the trolley is coming up. Unmistakable San Francisco, and the title across the screen says New York. And so it's just, which I even rewound because I was like, no, I'm just, I'm, I, my mind said something else, right? That's not what that said. And yep, sure enough. So there's there's these little things here and there. There's a um, there's a Superman reference in this, which was just it's brief and it's stupid and it works um yeah i i want ruben to finish it i think you 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 need to finish it it's it's 90 minutes i think 82 Mm. minutes something like that it's not it's not overly long it feels long um it some of it you know what some of it reminds me of uh kubrick's um 
Dr. Strangelove. All I was right. trying to remember the whole okay. thing. Yeah. That movie is so much better. Way, 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 way better. I mean, I mean just, that's Kubrick. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. well, and it's it's so much more funny, so much more just poignant in its humor. This still has some of those elements, and you can see what it's trying to do. I don't think it nails it on most of them, but it is it is kind of fun. Mm. And it is especially from a stupid standpoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so R- Ruben's going to finish it just is because he? <laughs> he is just because, I mean, just because you should. Um, okay. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> what Ruben, what didn't make it on your list? Um, it lives inside. I think we briefly talked about this off air. I think you did a review for it uh, a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, the, 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 um, the Indian yes. horror that's that, that's in English. I mean, it's in America, but yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, not because it's not good, just because it didn't make it onto my list as being excellent. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah, this is a strange one for me because I don't know how you can market it as a horror, but also it's definitely horror in places. But the mm. thing is, I wasn't scared ever in this. I just thought like the the makeup of it was cool. I like the close cor- com- not combat close quarter shooting mm-hmm. uh, in the house. Uh, I like the setup of the 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 storyline. Um, I like the fact that it's a culture which makes it more interesting. So it's a different yes. culture to Indian culture, and like there's this entity evil in a jar. You know, don't break the jar sort of thing. Uh, that works well. And there are certainly some creepy moments, but it, I don't think it holds it. I don't think that there's enough for you. I like the design and the creature and mm. all of that. I think that I th- the idea is, to me is really interesting. Yeah. So on one hand, I think there's a half-decent thriller movie, but if it was maybe marketed as that more rather than a, like straight up, this is going to be like one of the scariest horrors you've ever seen from the maker of Get Out, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I just, it's just not on that level for me. So I, though I enjoyed it and I definitely would watch it at stream streaming. I don't think I would venture out to the cinema to go and watch it, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Did it just come out in cinemas for you? I think it just came out in cinemas in the UK, but I know it's okay. been out. Um, yeah, because I think it's probably like select cinemas and VOD. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's already on VOD here. Yeah. Um, it was in theaters mm. uh, briefly. But so okay. I enjoyed it, and I I like the acting. I think that the the actress mm-hmm. is very good, um, and I like the there's this two, you, I guess there's a growth in the character. You know, she she doesn't want to be associated with the the crazy Indian girl because uh, she's Indian, um, but there's a growth from her character. I guess is kind of forced on her. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was an interesting family dynamic there, mm. um, especially as she, as the main uh, character, is kind of fighting against that her, um, her heritage, that yeah, identity. She just wants to be normal. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and normal being American Americanized. Normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and that meant like foregoing a lot of her own traditions and and stuff, which I think is a. There's an interesting story in that and an interesting commentary in that because you shouldn't, I mean, I can understand, okay, so you're in a, in a culture that you're growing up in Mm. and you want to embrace that, 
but you shouldn't have to strip away your heritage. You would think you would embrace that because it's normally when you go to schools and stuff, if you, um, well, I don't know in America, but when I came from South Africa, being South African to British, that that was a thing that was helped me. Like it wasn't a negative. So I don't know mm. if being Indian in America as a young girl is negative, but I, um, it's not negative but i see how a lot of people just automatically cite by cite associate oh you're not from this um, country most people well <laughs> even most people with like that the brown brown skin hmm. not talking about um black people not talking about asian people not talking about hispanic people but like indian or middle east right they say terrorist Oh, and it's gosh, just, yeah, it's nice. so uncalled for and it is so bigoted and <clears throat> which I'm sorry, I look at most Americans and I say terrorist. Yeah. The more so, terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, when I say American, I mean white, white people there. Um, so that, you know, but I think that's what I could see that as an, as a motivating factor to want to embrace like to distance themselves from their own heritage and their real heritage simply out of convenience so that they're not hassled as much. But really in reality, it's not, it's not going to remove it for those, uh, those asshats who are just, you know, I love that you ain't one. white, you oh. ain't right. They say it in supernatural. Hey, asshat. Oh, do they really? <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's yeah. great. Shit ass. That's a, um, that's, <laughs> that's my favorite insult and I don't even understand it, but it, it totally <laughs> works for me. So what was on, what didn't quite make it on your list? Oh, this didn't make it at all. Um, okay. This was one of the worst things I watched this week. I think it's one of the worst things you watched this week also. It's a new Shudder movie called Night of the Hunted. Oh, good. Um, We're talking about that, are we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to, which I, I totally understand. It, it It's so unfortunate. This has a decent setup. I like the the contained setting in an isolated location where a person is pinned down by an unknown assailant. Okay, mm. that that to me works, and it's worked the, numerous times. There's loads yeah. of movies that showcase this, right? And mm. there is some tension that's built at the beginning, and then, holy crap! And I said this in my review that it's like they they for the script they took all of Twitter, Ugh. all of Twitter, yeah. and just vomited onto the page. Literally so, between the walkie-talkie conversations of the person that's trying to <sighs> shoot her to her. And, and it's like half an hour of stuff we just don't need. Just get it, rid of that. It is so much explanation and exposition and justification yeah. for why. And it's so over-the-top preachy, and yet it is so ineffective. Yeah, it doesn't work because at all. It just annoyed no, me. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, no. It was like, oh, I'm this are we all watching the same movie what happened here now i know you, you said you you liked the sort of how she uses the store but for me i thought she could have done so much more there were so many times i i saw ways for her the stuff she could use to get out i wanted her because this it, it's a convenience store and it had so much stuff because it's a gas station that you could literally yeah. MacGyver, MacGyver your way out it wouldn't take much brain power like there's so many times I thought, no, you definitely could escape this. Like, this is, I'm not believing this. Where are you going to go, though? 
See, that's the thing that she, I mean, behind the gas station, which theoretically that's the only place you could go. But he wouldn't see, see her in the dark. She could do like a circle round. I don't know. Something. But, but at that point, she doesn't know where he's coming from, right? She just knows that it's someplace in the front because everybody gets. Everybody gets shot. Gets, yeah, gets annihilated. And I'm, I'm very curious at how most sniper rifles, high-powered sniper, rif- sniper rifles mm-hmm. like that are not semi-automatic or automatic no that that's that's a big fakie that that's they just made it work also the best snipe in the world isn't that accurate like it you just can't it doesn't work like that yeah (laughs) that's movie magic (laughs) absolutely yes which is fine Um, you you know we've seen it done thousands of times if it works for positive in the film yeah that didn't it ultimately didn't bother me i mean it was one of those things that i was just like you're, you're I, shooting rather quickly. I like the brutality of it. Like there was, there yes. seemed to be no, doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get taken out. Um, and then even using that one point as a kid and using the kid, I thought that was good. Like keep those moments. And it was far gorier, especially in one scene that I expected it to be. thought that was, but the ending, the fact what that the they crap? didn't tell us that you have to decide Oh no! Oh, see, I didn't take it that way. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's just. Oh no! They, yeah, it was because he literally says, "Oh, you know, blah blah," and then they don't tell you. And I was like, "Is that really how you're going to end it?" Uh, okay, cool. Screw you. <laughs> yeah, it, it. This was not a good movie. It. I like. I love social commentaries. Love when a when a movie has a message this one was so heavy-handed and unsure of what it was trying to do it was more like trying to not offend anybody Mm. and therefore offending everybody (laughs) i mean social commentary the matrix huge social commentary yeah like that whole movie you could study to death yep but it's never at the detriment it's never preachy it's we need to even if you have moments of of absolute clarity where it's very um, unobscured as to what the point is or mm. what the message is trying to be, yeah, you still can accomplish that without having to spell it out. Yeah, but even if you're spelling it out, you can do it in the way that's entertaining. Yes, that um, either the actor has to hold presence, or you have to do it in a way that is somehow furthering the plot, even though you're spouting exposition. Another uh, Wachowski film, actually, uh, the intro with John Travolta sitting at a table talking to, who you don't know at the time, are cops, but he's talking about what's going on in the world and what he feels about it. Um, so Swordfish. And he, That was Wachowski's? Yeah. And then... No! I'm pretty really? sure. Dude! <laughs> yeah, I because we had the 360... That matrix shop it's been for because that's hugh jackman and halle berry too right yeah it's a great it's forever cast. since it's a great film forever since i've seen that uh yeah. no it's dominic cena i don't know why i thought that was the wachowskis <laughs> I, re- I, st- I still think it's the wachowskis <laughs> okay i'll, I'll be, i'm going with it whatever I, <laughs> all right i'm gonna have to look that up i need to know why i thought that because there's a big 360 slow-mo matrix shot so there was a oh. yeah Okay. Okay. Anyway. But so um, he's so he's there talking exposition. So he's there at the beginning. Yeah. Massive exposition. That's the intro of the film. 
where they just establish stuff and they, they go for it. And he's been interviewed and he's, he's he takes control of the interview. Um, and then we, we, we zoom back and we see he's got like this vest on that's like or someone else and, and then there's like a bank robbery across the road mm-hmm. and it all kind of works and but that is brilliant and it works so you you don't know yep. that that's what's going on that's the intro of the scene that's the, your exposition you're preaching to the the audience that's your setup yeah yeah but it works yeah mm-hmm. moral of this story is do not watch night of the hunted on <laughs> yes that is the moral of the story. <laughs> um, can I talk about another one quickly as well? Of course. Um, all right. Another one that just came out that is on my do not watch. Oh, okay. Which Fair is going to have very mixed feelings. It's an 18. It stars Heather Graham, who I really like. I think Heather, Heather Graham. It's also... NHP Lovecraft story that's been adapted. It's called you got Suitable. To see this? Oh it's yes, not good, huh? Suitable Flesh. You might love it. Um, they make it to be. It's exactly what you would watch back when they did Fubar films mm. in the eighties. Gory, full of sex and nudity, a, a sexy, gory horror film the double screener that you would go with your family to watch one movie and then the late night showing is this coming now for your feature presentation it feels like that and it's on purpose like that uh it just doesn't feel right (laughs) like for me it just didn't work like i've seen people just rave about this movie all over the place um i understand if you like cosmic horror and you love Lovecraft. I, I enjoy Lovecraft if it's done in a way, because Lovecraft, if you've ever read any Lovecraft, you'll know he does description well, but uh, dialogue terribly. Uh, yes. He also has the weirdest imagination in the world. Um, <laughs> and that's why people love the cosmic horror stuff, because of what you get from from his mind. So when you're trying to adapt that into what this is, the premise itself is very interesting. There's this, it's a curse, basically of an old man that is dying and he's, he's researching a way not to die. He's literally the worst man in the world ever. Like he's just sucky human being, but he has a lot of money and he has a son that he's trying to basically make his spirit jump into his son's body. That's the, like like the premise of it. And so she's a psychologist, Heather Graham's character. And this young boy comes to and says, please, you got to help me. It's my father. And she's like, Oh, what's your father doing to you sort of thing. And he's trying to explain to her that, um, that basically dad's trying to possess me and, and use me. Mm. And so you get this dream like erotic storyline with this kids and then grotesque horror. Um, and it's just, it just, it made me feel yucky. I didn't like it. Um, I don't watch those movies anymore. And, you know, I watch lots of horrors, not of my nudity yeah. and, and, and cosmic stuff. I've seen one, the color of money with the, not color bunny color color of oh color out of space color out of space thank you and yeah yeah i didn't i wasn't a huge fan of that but it certainly was better than this so i'm trying to i'm really trying to understand what people love of this so yeah an incredibly enjoyable if somewhat confusing adaptation this is like a user review after a bizarre incident a doctor tries to help a psychiatrist undercover what happened that involves her experiences 
with a client that she believes has a rare form of multiple personality disorder that needs to be treated only to turn into a race to save him from other forces trying to rob him of his body. There are a little bit of like a body snatches feeling with the mysterious curse. Like, I'm finding it difficult to say anything negative about it, like the filming and acting and the way it's put together, but the whole thing I just didn't enjoy watching. So... I get that. I mean, because there are, like, Lovecraftian stories Mm. are, they ride the line of problematic and Mm. good, you know? I mean, because he, he was a racist and he was a terrible person. Yeah, he wasn't great. But his, his stories at the core are, are disturbing and haunting and, and weird. Yeah. So it's that, that tension there. Um, and I'm not sure all of the stories translate well into a visual medium. I mean, if you look at it as filmmaking, if you're trying to think like it's, it's filmed really well, it's not. Okay. It feels like it's a student film. It has that feeling, but because they've tried to make it like it's old and, you know, back of the room, back of the, you walk into the video theater, uh, sorry, video store and you walk right into the back near the pornographic section you know that's the, um, that's sort of it's it's that sort of movie that okay. you're experiencing. So it's not meant to be filmed good, but I think it's going to be very hard for some to look at this and go, "Who, who made this?" Like because it feels cheap. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That's mm. good to know because it it comes out some theaters and um what maybe some um. VOD, yeah, on the twenty seventh, yeah. Um, the funny thing is, that it's a Shutter movie, so I don't know when it's actually going to hit Shutter, though. What well, says here, um, at least in the UK, UK cinemas from the twenty seventh of October and available on digital download from the twenty seventh of November. Oh wow! Mm. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely things to enjoy about it, like. And there's definitely going to be a core demographic of people that love old B horror movies that were a little bit racy, a little bit raunchy, and had that cosmic horror mystique to it. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll appeal to some people. And normally I would be like, oh, yeah, I can definitely find more in that. And Heather Graham, I think, is incredible. And even in this, she's incredible. But I can't say, like, yeah, I enjoyed this <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. It's, a, it's a weird line. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm. Oh, I. I'm going to hopefully get to see it, um, mm-hmm. but with the massive caveat in my head that. Yeah, this, you may enjoy it better now, or you may come back next week and go, what are you talking you about? Were, this is great. You were, yeah. Or you were absolutely right. This is trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. All right. You want to hit up some uh, some news? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, I only have a couple. Okay. Um, because earlier in the podcast we were talking about um we mentioned winnie the pooh blood and honey and Mm. we you know we talked about uh through blind mice Mm. cbs news in miami reported this week that a fourth grade fourth grade math teacher accidentally air quotes there huge Mm. accidentally showed his students winnie the pooh blood and honey (laughs) And apparently, though, he let it go on even after the kids were like, we don't want to watch this. 
And oh, no. I mean, even if you accidentally start it, there it is a conscious pause. decision because yeah. right off the bat, you know, oh, this is not the movie I'm in. Yeah, that's not the one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which leads me to believe that he or she did it on purpose. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. No, I would be pissed. That's going to warp. It, that's going to give kids nightmares, might need therapy. You know, it could really mess them up. And what if yeah. Winnie the Pooh was like their favorite stories yeah. and stuff? Yeah. And the, the movie is not for kids. I mean, oh. it's not for anybody, but it's not for kids, <laughs> especially. <laughs> Do you want to hear so. some funny news? Yes. Uh, George R. R. Martin says, I've been working. I'm 12 years late with the winds of winter. I'm just going to put it up. Uh, Puts it right out there. You guys don't have to pester me about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I am aware. Shut up. I, I know. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I'm going to file this under what the crap. Okay. Um, Netflix has plans to open brick and mortar locations. Now they just discontinued mailing out physical discs right why would what they, are they create putting a... inside a building what for I... you to go and visit to, and rent to buy? a dvd physical media home? maybe they're finally it... listening to the fans and everybody that says i really want to own this but you can't but see i don't think it's going to be a um i don't think it's going to be a selling thing i think it's going to be a renting thing maybe i don't know exactly but that just that doesn't make any sense. Especially you got you got um, Best Buy, who's completely discontinuing carrying any sort of physical media, which I think is really the just the death knell for Best Buy that they're just going to go under very soon. Because yeah. what else? Do, I mean, you have appliances and some TVs. That's about it. So yeah, I don't know. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that what are they doing <laughs> <laughs> that's like so weird it's such yeah. a weird decision it is a very weird decision makes no sense especially in today's world and then to your point that you said a lot of people want some of these physical media mm. uh things you know there's all of the netflix original uh mike flanagan of course i would series. love to own um some of those yeah love it yeah well, you know and there's so many other ones that you could that they could actually make money on yep. as people collect these. I don't know. Maybe they feel that they're afraid that if people get all of their favorites that are originals on there, that they'll just cancel their Netflix subscription. But they're already canceling their net subs, Netflix subscription. So I don't. Gosh. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon has been given an A minus from the audience. Yeah, no. There's a reason it wasn't on the best thing I watched this week. My list. Um, <laughs> I did watch your review. Yeah. Did you, yeah. It. Uh, Sherry was pissed. My wife. She, really? Because she, yeah. She. She really enjoyed the book and loved. Oh, interesting. Loved all of the mystery that's contained within it. Hmm. And the movie does not have any of that. From the very get-go, there's no mystery, which I think really does harm the overall story. I mean, there, there are some excellent parts in this. I mean, and, and Lily Gladstone, yes, give her the awards right now. Just, she killed it. So, 
Um, yeah, I'm going to wait until that comes to digital, I think. Uh, this is this is funny news. I don't know how to take this news. So the <laughs> director one, uh, what's his name? Director one from for the Aquaman movie. Sequel. James Wan. James Wan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he's labeled the Aquaman sequel is Tango and Cash, which is high praise. I love Tango and Cash. I think it's a great movie. Fubar. It's, it's it's yeah. It's it's aged, but it's has that sort of chemistry that you want like from Danny Glover and Mel Gibson do you think he's just trying to recoup some of it and try and get some of those old 80 film lovers back in the seats uh, <laughs> well the marketing's not directed at that no um, I don't I mean seriously unless I have a, a screening to go to to see this I'm not seeing it in the theater um, I have I have no interest in seeing this movie, especially because it has zero impact on anything, um, and then all the drama that it includes. I mean, this is one of those that uh, Warner should just put straight to Max and call it good. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, the the oh jeez, what did I just do? <laughs> For those on the audio that are just hearing all kinds of noises, Ruben's microphone just like flipped straight up in the air. It's the it life just, of its own. Oh it was just like, I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Insomniac, who just released Spider-Man 2, yeah. they said they're waiting to see the fans' reactions to you getting to play as Venom. And if it's as like one of the characters or part of the story Mm -hmm. as to whether they will do the next game be a Venom game. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. That's very cool. I like that I would think that people would still enjoy that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially because, especially because Spider-Man, the the Spider-Man games have set the bar for quality and graphics and enjoyment, right? Mm. That so many people like just are like, Oh my gosh. And I know my youngest got it. Um, it arrived in the mail yesterday and came home after work, grabbed it. Um, and then we didn't see him again. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, have you seen Australia, the, not the continent, but the movie with, um, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman Mm. directed by Baz Luhrmann. Mm. Um, I have not, I know where you're going with this though. Did you hear the, the news? I don't understand. Well, I didn't watch the trailer either. Okay, so I've, I actually did some research and I read up on the article, so uh, I know a little bit about it. So it's Hulu is going to release it as a six-part series. Okay. Um, it's going to be re-edited by Baz Luhrmann himself. He, in an, in an interview, he said, this is telling a different story. So it's not called Australia anymore. It focuses on a different character, completely telling a different story, same characters. He had so much on the cutting room floor to use that it's um during he was filming one of his other films um where he started to put it together and so now he has a platform and a place to put it so it's going to be very interesting to see how different it is it feels almost like snyder doing like the snyder cut you know totally different movie but with the same sort of um footage yeah that (laughs) weird right very weird. What yep. a strange world yep. we live in. No doubt. 
which tells you there's how much how much footage always gets left out mm. when when the final product is created right if he feels he can tell a different story using footage that he's already shot yeah true yeah, there's so much that i wonder like whether how different certain films would be you know we had that fantastic four film and there were massive rumors that um mm. that film was very good at one stage before the execs jumped in again executives get out just sign the checks that's all you need to do and start paying your actors so they can get back to business <laughs> um i thought the boys spin-off gen v wasn't doing very well like i didn't like once it was released by week by week i hadn't heard many people talking about it mm. but it's a it's been renewed oh wow okay mm. that's cool i just got the final two episodes so i've got to okay to watch that to see how the series wraps up because i didn't you know, it was incomplete for me, so it's not fair to, to give it any kind of, of real rating. I mean, I was enjoying what I was seeing. I was diving into the mystery some, and I loved the, the brutality, but <laughs> that's good to hear. Okay. Uh, there's a new shark movie, which we love. So uh, it's called Beast of War, and it's a shark versus Aussie soldiers, which is uh, coming soon, I believe. <laughs> okay, I'm like, to watch huh. it. Um, sign me up yes yes oh man the movie i'm most i'm most looking forward to and i don't know exactly when it's coming out but velocipaster 2 i'm i'm so excited because they've they've shared that they're they're finished (laughs) filming it all and they're they're they may even be close to done with all of the production complete so yeah okay um ridley scott He's not a fan of Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. These directors just need to put their head down and do their own work. Like, why why even mention that you don't like another creative's work? You know how much money that movie made? Well, and, and fans liked it. So, yeah, okay, great, you didn't it. like it. Wh- whatever. You know, why does that hold any weight? You know? That's weird. Mm. Um, terrible news. <laughs> Netflix are rising their prices again. Again. Mm. The- Huge, like a five pounds something raise. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what that, that's going to make it the most expensive already. Well, it are, for Rays, me, it already is. But by a long way. Because I have, I have yeah. the, I have the top tier and HBO, I think is the second highest um but like prime is raising their prices i mean it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous that it's just it's like well i i at some point like i just canceled stars um mm. the last couple of weeks um just i didn't watch enough on it and then funny enough some of the things that i wanted to watch were only available on stars and i'm like damn it. <laughs> typical <laughs> of yeah. course right right um you yeah. know speaking of ridley scott though mm. i saw a thing that there's a you know there's a new standalone aliens movie yeah, uh, coming it's out. It's meant to be well, a series soon, isn't there? From it, oh, um, from uh, no, I think this is different because Romulus oh. is a standalone film, but there's also a series. Oh, from okay. Flipping, oh, what's their name? I thought it was Stars, but it might be AMC or someone. Oh, okay. Well, Ridley Scott said it was effing great. Really? Oh, well. Yeah, he. I mean, he gave he gave it high praise. The film. So, huh? 
which is funny coming off the other one where he didn't like Top Gun, which everybody seemed to love. Um, but he's he he has seen the you know this this sequel ish, mm. and um, yeah, given his blessing. So okay, yeah. Um, there expect to have a lot of push more pushback release dates because of uh, the strike that's still going on. Mm-hmm. Deadpool three is now looking at changing its release date again. Um, so that's I, not I, surprising yeah, yeah. Uh, okay this is going to be my last one I'm very excited about this Dark Horizons is reporting that there's a live action is it a series or movie a series set for Disney Plus on Gargoyles um, one of my all time oh. <laughs> sorry I just had Siri start talking to me <laughs> 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 Shut up, Siri. That's funny. Uh, live action gargoyles uh, series set for Disney Plus. I'm a big fan of um, the 1990s animated series gargoyles, and it's going to be done by writer producer Gary Duberman, who did it and the Nun, uh, and James Wan's Atomic Monster label, who both previously teamed up on the Annabelle Annabelle Annabelle. Uh, films and the short-lived Swamp Thing series, so it's got good pedigree at least. And uh, who knows? None. Well, I, I thought the None Two was bad. Was the the None One bad? I haven't seen None Two, but None One was no. Oh, that was oh. I. Okay. <sighs> none good is what it was. <laughs> right. Okay, but right. that's interesting. But yeah, but I'm excited you- for that cool i I, that's the one show out of like the disney afternoon that Mm. i never got into ah it was pretty dark yeah well i know that a lot of people really really enjoy it so this is exciting news that they're going to be doing it i hope that the i hope the graphics are really well executed yeah you need a big budget but i mean it looks like they're doing their live action series they are giving big budget like we have their new one coming up based on the book the percy jackson yeah and that actually looks pretty decent. So, you know, fingers crossed they can do a good job with it. Absolutely. Cool. Mm. Should we talk uh, about what we're looking forward to? Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, anime. Okay. Um, Pluto. <laughs> On Pluto? Is it, or is that what it's called? <laughs> it's literally called Pluto. Uh, okay. When the world's seven most advanced robots and their human allies are murdered one by one, Inspector Gesht soon discovers that he's also in danger. It's a sci-fi fantasy anime, cerebral, suspenseful, and I've seen the trailer. Looks like it's going to make me cry. Oh, uh, it uh, what's it on? Uh, Netflix. This is a Netflix original okay. anime. They've what? been working on this for a few years, this one. Oh, wow. What day yeah. does it come out? Thursday. It'll drop, okay. I, th- I presume, all of them on Thursday. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I know we're both looking forward to, you've started watching it, I have not yet, but on Monday the 23rd, mm-hmm. Max is bringing back, see this, bringing back 30 coins, <laughs> 30 monedas, um, season two. Three years know. in the making. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. I had to re- rewatch the last episode just so I could kind of know what was going on. And mm-hmm. you've said though, that it's kind of, it's like intense and it's, I mean, it's, 
if you like the stuff that's bonkers in it, uh-huh. it's like doubled down on that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, well, that's what I liked about that series because it it started off mysterious mm. and then and and supernaturally weird and stuff like that, and then just got darker and more crazy as it went along. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pain Hustlers coming out on Friday on Netflix. It's Emily Blunt and Chris Evans, which should be enough reason for you to watch it. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Curses is a film coming to Apple on uh, the 27th on Friday as well. Is that not an animated series? Is it an animated series? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe, maybe I thought it was a film, but maybe I have been wrong many, 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 <laughs> many times. Um, it is a series. You're right. Yes, it is animated. Um, 10 episodes. Yeah. Are you, are you going to be reviewing this? I don't know. They all, ooh, they all drop at the same time. So I might. Okay. That could yeah. Be, that's a good yeah. reason. And it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it could be fun. Mm. I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to see your take on an animated series. You don't often do those. I, I, I don't know. And it's not because I don't enjoy them. It's just more often than not, uh, there's not an audience on my channel. Yeah, for, no, I get that. For that yeah. as much. It's just yeah. how it panned out. Yeah. Um, Sister Death, another one on Netflix coming yes. out. I'm not sure which day on. Uh, Friday. Okay, Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I have this waiting for me, so I need to watch <gasps> it. Oh, I'm waiting for them to give it to me. That is, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm sure you'll get it pretty soon. Uh, there's so. a raunchy, steamy, slick thriller called Surviving, no, sorry, Burning Betrayal. Yes. Which, not sure I care about, but it's new and it's coming to Netflix. I have the screener for that one. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'll just, I'll have to see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else uh, you got? Um, Let's see here. Sorry, I needed to change that in my calendar. Um, There's a documentary series called Get Gaudy. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out on Tuesday on Netflix, the 24th. Um, cool. Yeah, you know, there's also an AMC Plus series. Uh, season one is coming out this week on Thursday, the 26th, called The Vanishing Triangle. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's finally I coming out. I haven't started this yet. Um, honestly, the AMC Plus series and the Sundance Now series, uh, a lot of them are Australian, and that's not a bad thing. Hmm. But there is a certain feel and pacing that I can tell instantly when a production is Australian. It's very weird that it, it that it's its signature. And they're typically slower to get into. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you have to have that patience to get enveloped in the storytelling. I don't know if this one in particular is Australian or not, but I have a sense that it is going to be one of those more slow uh <laughs> unveiling of a story you so. could give the first episode a go and see if it piques your interest enough to keep watching yeah yeah mm-hmm. um the after a netflix film coming on wednesday with david oleo oh it's a short film right it's like 16 minutes yeah it's I really think. short yeah, yeah. Mm. 
There's actually quite a few of those happening um, that Netflix is releasing. Interesting. That they're all like under 20 minutes. Um, so, you know, the, the, some of them are horror mm-hmm. or they look to be horrors. So that, yeah, if you need something quick and short, okay, hopefully effective. Uh, there's another Netflix series called Tor. Yes, it's uh, Norwegian, right? Or yeah. Swedish? Okay. Uh, Swedish, I think. Yeah, Swedish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which could be good. Uh, an immature and aimless 27-year-old throws himself into an unknown world of sex, drugs, and self-discovery after his closest companion's death. So it seems, seems like, you know, you lose your best friend and then you just need something to cover mm-hmm. that pain. Uh, it could be an interesting character study if done well. And it's Swedish. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to that because uh, Friday the 27th. Mm. Um, the last thing that I have on my list that I know of, um, there may be more, but on Apple coming mm. out on the 26th, that Thursday, the infield poltergeist, uh, season yeah. one, it's, it, is it, I don't know exactly. Cause I haven't started watching it yet and I've avoided trailers so that I could just kind of go in blind, but I think it's like dramatized documentary. Oh yes. There. Yes. I think it's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it has the potential to be a little creepy, freaky. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. And Apple typically does good things. Um, at the cinema now, there's the Indian film Leo, which everybody will keep asking us in the comments to review. If you want to watch an Indian epic, that is available now, I believe. Um, oh. Also, it's the 30th anniversary for Hocus Pocus. And so it's select <laughs> cinemas. You can go and watch that because they're screening again. Um, I know even that's our funny. local cinema are doing that. So that's for me, it's like, yeah, if you got time and you want to, that, that may be worth going. Uh, what's funny, um, about Leo mm. is that also this year, very shortly, um, there is an animated film coming to Netflix called Leo. Oh, that's true. Starring Adam Sandler and Bill Burr. That's true. Yeah. So you know, people are going to tell me, Hey, uh, you need to review Leo and I'm going to watch the animated one. And, and go, you're Here like, you go. I have. <laughs> yeah. This is nice. This is it. Funny. Funny indeed. Um, I think it's kind of slow because Dune was supposed to come out, uh, this last week. Mm. Uh, it's been but pushed, you, but you are missing one big one at the cinema. Am I really? Yeah. Five night at Freddy's. Comes out on the twenty sixth. Yeah, um, about <laughs> that. I could go to a screening Ooh, this week at even. the theater. Okay. Uh, the embargo though is ten hours after after the first public screening. What? Or private public showing? What? It, that doesn't make any sense. That's how bad I think it's going to be. It's also oh, no. appearing on Peacock at the exact same time. Oh no! So I am not going to the theater at all <laughs> that to watch sound this good at all. Um, yeah, it hits Peacock. I might watch if it. If it's on Peacock, you might watch it. Okay, uh, maybe. I I honestly, I was excited at the very beginning, and I've seen two full trailers, which I believe have showed me the entire movie. Okay, <laughs> cool. I haven't even watched the like. I know of it because of the game. I never played any of the games so um and it's blumhouse so sure i'm sure it's amazing mm, 
I'm hit and miss with Blue Mouse. But yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Well, hey, then thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been overall a very long episode, but hey, we had a lot to talk about. Hopefully, you have enjoyed it. Hopefully, there have been some titles on here that are at least creating a discussion within you that you mm. <laughs> you may want to reach out to us and comment. Uh, please do. Also, wherever you happen to listen to podcasts, if you could just rate and review us, if you've never done so, that would be huge. Don't forget our Patreon opportunities at patreon.com slash the bearded ones. <laughs> One pound is that entry price to just get you all access to 60 something videos uh, with more on the way. This week, uh, we are doing uh, the top three movies that you need to watch uh, for Halloween. Uh, so we're yeah. looking forward to that. Um, we have our individual YouTube channels. If you've never looked at our wonderfully bearded faces, <laughs> um, and our freaky backgrounds and Ruben's horrific gash that he's got across his head, <laughs> I think he fell. Um, I'm not, not exactly <laughs> sure, uh, but you could see all that, um, on YouTube, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, me, Chris, movies and munchies with that. We will see you next week. Take care.